Radio. Oh, by the way, if there's uh, strange noises in the background, we are watching my friend's four cats. So there are seven cats in our house right now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, have been, I have been there. It's like living in a furry, bitchy koi pond. Yeah. Oh, yes. New, new podcasts. Ooh, they're even hissing now. Yay, you're the ones that's supposed to know each other. Raptor, you're such a bitch. Uh, yeah, what are their names? You got Raptor, it's Ninja... Pirate, Pirate and Marceline. Uh, Marceline. Who well, Steve just keeps calling they, Marzipan. They were all cool up until that one. It's like, oh yeah, Ninja and Raptor and Pirate. And then whatever Marceline is. So Marceline is also a Lycoy. Uh, <laughs> one of the werewolf cats. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. no, that, now that does, that does help things. I mean, Marceline also sounds like... Um, an herb or a plant that no one cultivates anymore, and it turns out it's really, really poisonous, yeah. and witches really like to use it. So that's what Marceline sounds like to me. So for all you know, she could have a mystique we can't even appreciate. It's a, her, it's a, it's well, a her apothecary inst- right next to Wolfsbane. I'll say, her Instagram yeah. handle is Marceline Lycoy Queen. Mm. <laughs> she still looks like a jupiter. The person or the cat? Does the cat have its own separate Instagram? She does, yes. So uh, my yep. friend who has these ones also actually has one other cat who is with her super needy dog with her at the place where she's staying where she can only have two pets uh and he's actually instagram famous he is uh <laughs> he is bean the cat who enjoys licking bananas and she <laughs> yes, has that would absolutely become famous on the internet she no has she has made a whole instagram around uh a cat named bean and sort of shooting him licking bananas very pornographically <laughs> <laughs> Hey, takes all kinds, you know. Yeah. There's it's a specialty so, website for everything. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. That's what the internet's all about. But hey, you know, she get, he pays for <laughs> his, you know, he pays for everybody's food with his uh, sticker sales and whatnot. Amazing. Cat sells cat sells more merch than I do. Right? Oh, trust me. I mean, me. have you seen my latest t-shirt? How is that not flying off the shelf? Right? Wait, which t-shirt's that? The ask me about the maggot cheese t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the, the best piece of merch that ever existed, ever. Well, I don't Across know. all media. Why don't we have one yet? Yeah, see, I don't know. That that book of yours is pretty good. Right? Oh. Thank you, thank you. Look, Steve's only read, like, maybe six books in the last 20 years, <laughs> and yours is one of them. So you have written one-sixth of the content he has consumed while reading. Wow. Yeah, you're you're taking up. I, I wish I wish those were more impressive numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking up ten percent of my reading headspace. <laughs> that in pimpology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's for balance. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I like to keep it well rounded. As the countdown begins to the 21st century, it's good to know there is still one number you can always count on. Bond. Bond. Can't you just say hello like a normal person? Renard is behind this. You will die along with everyone in the city. We do not negotiate with terrorists. His only goal is chaos. I sent 009 to kill Renard. He put a bullet in his head. A bullet's still there. He feels no pain. He can push himself harder, longer than any normal man. 
No hard feelings, Mr. Bond. It appears that you have been beaten. No! Don't make this personal. I can't do that. I just can't help thinking I'm next. New model. The very latest in interception countermeasures. And six beverage cup holders. I've always tried to teach you two things. First, never let them see you bleed. And the second? Always have an escape plan. For the world's greatest secret agent. You've confused hundreds of these, right? When the stakes are high. Yeah, but they're usually standing still. Life's full of small challenges. And the danger hits too close to home. He has M. By noon tomorrow, you'll feel nothing at all. I thought it was your job to protect me. It's not just professional. Someone's tampered with the bomb. It's personal. I have to get it back or somebody's going to have my butt. First things first. I'm gonna find him. Who's afraid now, Mr. Bond? I will not miss. I never miss. Do you want to put that in English for those of us who don't speak spy? Why am I suddenly worried I'm not carrying enough insurance? Your time is up. The world is not enough. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing the 007th month. Yeah! With 1999's The World Is Not Enough. Old family motto. That's right. <laughs> well, at least you know you're not getting copyright struck. What? Oh, what's that? Oh, I don't think we're alone for this one, babe. Oh, and I didn't put on a bra. That, that sounded like... Was that, is that Moxie? Moxie LaBouche? Wait, of from... Of your brain on facts? She wouldn't be on this podcast. She has it, important things to has do. Has she lowered herself to our level? <laughs> Moxie, is that you? I'm in the sub-basement below your level. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's me. Couldn't, couldn't you tell by the snark? well welcome moxie thank you for joining us um thank you so much for letting me infiltrate your space for what i believe is our third time yeah that's correct yeah we love having repeat yeah second time in what two months yeah this we did uh we did hackers uh 1994 jungle book and now we are on to james bond the world is not enough See, and I have got factoids. I am ready to go. Ooh, excellent. Oh, fun excellent. facts. This is going to be an episode of nothing but fun facts. Super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Yeah. But before we get to Can that, I share with you a little uh, personal like attachment I have to the film? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Tell us about your Because uh, this attachment. this is why when you said, you said, do you want to cover this? I'm like, yeah, right now. Like this instant. Let's <laughs> light it up. Let's record right now. Um, I can remember having rented this from a blockbuster, which dates both me and the film pretty directly, um, <laughs> with my soon-to-be first husband as we were packing up our last apartment and about to move into our first house. And we had uh, we had also picked up uh, a dozen hot Krispy Kreme donuts. I had never actually had them when the hot light was on directly from the Krispy Kreme shop. And if you've never had a hot Krispy Kreme donut, where the donut just sinks under your teeth and is as soft as a baby angel. Brother, you haven't lived. Actually, I might remember the donuts better than I remember the movie. I guess we'll find out as we go. <laughs> oh, man. And if you need that voiceover for your business, that's Moxie LaBouche. Or, uh, or personal use if it was that tone of voice. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you looking for car insurance? <laughs> uh, but okay, before we get to this movie real quick, yeah. how about you ladies? I'm a little thirsty. I'm a little sober, so can we fix that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm only since, a little sober, though. <laughs> since since we're entering the Christmas season <laughs> with this movie. Uh, not really, though. Uh, Christmas from, in July? Ew, it took me in a second to get it. Yeah. From a, when you say, the fact that you said entering <laughs> yeah. really put that over the top. Some say it only comes once a year. Um, from you went to brewing, we have... Brighton IPA, named so after the Brighton Ski Resort here in Utah. Oh, there you go. From their uh, little multi pack and my uh, top. Oh, his top. Nice. And oh, oh okay. Oh, I thought it was going to foam over. Nope. No, we're good. Okay, yeah. Uh, and the poor. Ooh, yeah. we have a nice light gold beard. It's got a little bit of a haze there, probably from the hops. It has a very white, foamy head on there with lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, and Marceline's coming to get on my lap now. She hears us talking. Hello. Ooh, maybe she wants to try a little bit. Here, Marzi, Marzi. No, yes, and for all our <laughs> listeners out there, uh, not sure if you, we have announced this or not, we are watching some fellow podcasts. And so our podcast levels are, we've cranked it up to seven. So, uh, yeah. So we have Marceline, who Steve sometimes just calls Marzipan. She looks um, like a chupacabra. She is a Lycoy, one of the werewolf cats, which if you've, ne- if you've never seen one, Google that right now and let that haunt your dreams. No, she's actually super sweet. And they're much softer than you think they would be. They're not wired hair, despite the look. Yeah, uh... <laughs> she is in, in everything. Steve's lap. She thinks Steve's junk is God's gift to cats. <laughs> Why do you cats want me so much? I want nothing to do with you. This is my nightmare. That's yeah. why she's there. I gotta start like a whole Instagram of your face, your facial reactions <laughs> yeah. when cats are in your lap. <laughs> like, why are you taking a picture of this? Because you look so sad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Brighton yes. IPA, not Delicious. a bad IPA. A little bit of pininess, <laughs> nice, full-bodied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Please don't lick my cup, girl. All right, you can just lay down. Just lay down. Ah, uh, but yeah, don't. that's that's smooth, get baby. Um, yeah, nice. It's hoppy, not overpowering. That is delightful. And uh, are you drinking anything on your end, Moxie? Oh, I absolutely. I decided the diet can wait for a few hours. Yeah. Uh, and it's... Husband and I were outside working on firewood, which I swear I'm always going to get done before summer every year. And it's sweet that I think that every year. <laughs> so to cool down, I have uh, the Sam Adams Porch Rocker. I think it is the the, yep, the Porch Rocker Lemon Rattler. Ooh, nice and light and refreshing and four and a half percent. So you just knock it right back. Yeah, nice. that's exactly what you need after uh, chopping wood in the heat. Yep, yep. Yeah, replace those electrolytes, I guess. No, I Yeah, I don't know about you, Moxie, but it's about 100 degrees where we're at. And has been for weeks now. Yeah, no, we're we're just... It's been really super inconsistent and weird this year. Like, Virginia weather isn't normally, but... Uh, the temperature hasn't been normal, but the humidity certainly has. Oh, fun. It is full-on swamp ass everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and are, are you in the, uh, the, the cicada ring? The ring of cicadas? We're just at the edge of it. I, I think it kind of is considered to end in uh, northern Virginia, so about an hour north. So 
I, I have enough people who live within that zone, though, that I get to see posts about people eating them and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like that you're being an Epicurean, but have you not seen, like, the zombie fungus and, and all the parasites and all those fun YouTube videos? Don't don't eat these things. And don't call them tree shrimp. Please, that's not normalizing it. <laughs> that's not fair to shrimp. <laughs> True. Uh Oh, but ladies, the world is not enough. Old family motto. I, I uh, goes back to one of the Connery films. That's right. Oh, the uh, the uh, Lazenby. Oh, that's right, Lazenby. Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. yeah. It actually goes back even farther. <gasps> yes. How far back does it It was go? not only the family motto of uh, the Spanish King Philip II, Ooh. but it was the epitaph of Alexander the Great. Oh, wow. which, which reads in part, a tomb now suffices for him for whom the world was not enough. Oh. Dang. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, see, it's a good thing they went with that because they were apparently also considering titles like Death Waits for No Man, Fire and Ice, Pressure Point, and Dangerously Yours, which is a very 60s sounding Bond title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That... I'm, I'm, I don't hate Dangerously Yours. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that sounds like a it, it Johnny sounds like English a supermarket title. romance book. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's no view to a kill, but... <laughs> <laughs> and you brought it up, so Moonraker, wider than a mile. Yeah, I don't think the world is not enough fits that, uh, fits that one. <laughs> I'm very sorry, listeners. I, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, like, we've discovered like 90% of the, uh, the Bond titles can be sung to Moon River. Probably. I mean, there is the common meter. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, where um, things like Gilligan's Island, um, The House of the Rising Sun, Amazing Grace, the Coca-Cola Hilltop Song, and Emily Dickinson's poetry all have the same meter. So you can trans you can use the lyrics from any of the songs on any of the other melodies, including, you know, because I did not stop for death. You can do that. Make it sound like Gilligan's Island. It fits. Oh, Oh, and the Pokemon theme. Yes! As <laughs> quoted in several uh, presidential running speeches. <laughs> oh, Herman Cain. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> World Back is not to enough. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> From director Michael Apted. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he started off doing British television uh, for shows like Coronation Street, The Lovers, and ITV Playhouse. Uh, he also did Stardust 1974. I haven't seen mm. that one. Coal Miner's Daughter, Gorillas in the Mist, Thunderheart. Oh, oh snap. Have you ladies seen Thunderheart? Not a long time. Val Kilmer out on the reservation. I saw the box for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it is a Graham Greene movie, so it automatically has my st- my stamp of approval on yep, it. Yep, absolutely. Graham Greene can I guess do Val no Kilmer's wrong. fine, too. <laughs> yeah. And then he followed that up with Nell. Yeah, Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Extreme Measures. This enough i think that's the uh the j-lo one so he did the world is not enough and enough yeah yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know he worked it out finally it's like the epilogue to this movie probably no the spiritual sequel yeah. and, then he, yeah. and then he did a couple episodes of uh hbo's rome some tv documentaries a couple episodes of ray donovan masters of sex uh, but unfortunately, he passed away this last January at the age of 79. Aww. That's a good attempt to go right past Masters of Sex and then not talk about it, but uh, <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> Dang, Mox is too Google good at this that. game. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nine episodes of Masters of Sex. So yeah. Oh, it was a TV series. Yeah. Or, I know nothing yeah. about based, this. Possibly based on a oh hey, Michael Sheen was in it. Okay. Hey. Hold on now. We gotta see who else is Bo Bridges. <laughs> oh yeah, Bo Bridges, baby. Mm. <laughs> it's the only other name I recognize of drip, the, drip. the like six pack that's up on the screen. Okay, so really just Michael Sheen, and if I want to see Michael Sheen, I'll probably watch um, Good Omens again. Good choice, good choice. I could think of I, I came up with so many wrong titles for that before I found the right one. <laughs> Don't worry, future Steve could make it all so, sound so soon. much for uh, Omen Three: The Reckoning, Omen Six Six Six. I did it for you, Damien. That's right. It's all for you. Good vibrations. Wait, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, this movie was written by Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. Who are they, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, they wrote this, the the next one, De- Die Another Day. Yeah, Purvis. And then uh, and then Johnny English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah. that's that's a proper Bond film. Absolutely. Not like these Daniel Craig ones. Yeah. Well, and then they <laughs> asked them to come back to write Casino Royale. Spectre, No Time to Die. Oh, that's right. Those. We did talk about him. Yeah, yes. with our, uh, our, our episode coming next week. <laughs> the problem with the, the Casino Royale remake, not enough sea lions. Just not... I mean, I've been saying that for years. Right? Look, guys, you all might not like it, but Casino Royale is canon. <laughs> Fight me. Look, unless the movie Well, is... so is, if you really want to push it, the original Casino Royale where Bond was American and called Jimmy Bond. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all canon. It's all canon, guys. Come on. Well, it won't be... I don't make the rules. I just follow them. I say. It, 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 it won't be canon until the next one where everybody's James Bond and No Time to Die. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if Daniel Craig is basically Jason Bourne is canon, then he's not Bond. He's Bourne. There you go. I get it. You guys just want to watch Ouch My Balls, the Bond version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Oh, so, oh my sweets. The, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh, and hey, good call back to our last, uh, to our last project together. Right, here we go. <laughs> right in the sweets. <laughs> Why is it all in slow motion? Danny Zack Snyder. <laughs> I can see every hair. All right. Seven so, and a half hours later. <laughs> but the, the screenplay for this movie mm-hmm. comes from Bruce Firestein. Ooh, who's he? Uh, he wrote the greatest Bond movie ever, Goldeneye. Mm. <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies. And then this. And then uh, he gets a bunch of credits for like the Bond video game spinoffs that they had for oh, the great- a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Goldeneye, possibly one of the greatest games ever created. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tell me that the 15th time Natalia jumps in front of your gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the the laser gun or whatever that's like the uh, the default the the ultimate weapon or is it the golden oh, gun? It's the, the golden shot. gun is yeah, the ultimate yeah. weapon. Yeah, that's right. Odd job no one can hit cuz he's too small. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the cast for this one, of course, Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. And controversial, I still am going to argue, He, J, uh, Pierce Brosnan is the perfect James Bond with possibly some of the worst scripts. He is a solid Bond. I never understand people saying he's not. To me, I think he fits the description the closest of anyone, because I think Connery is always Connery, no matter who he's playing. Right. Yeah. You know, he's That's still Sean Connery. Even if he's you a know, Bedouin and... prince, he's Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, and then, if, of course, if Lazenby hadn't gotten that very bad career advice from a friend that no one's watching spy pictures anymore, you know, we might have more to judge him against. But I thought Brosnan did a good job. Yeah. So, you know, at me on the social media. Brosnan yeah. was also the only Bond to have a decade all to himself in the role. Yeah. Everybody else overlapped. Oh, yeah. Okay. I told you I had facts. Go so 90s. Many fun facts. <laughs> Uh, but then we also have Sophie Marceau as Electra King. Yeah. So beautiful. Right? Uh, every That's time I say her, so like, beautiful. oh man, I gotta watch Braveheart again, you know? Or, <laughs> oh, God, I gotta that? scrub through Braveheart and just watch her scenes. Yeah, exactly. Just fast forward, fast forward, <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go. Yeah. What was the movie she did with David Spade? There was like a romantic oh. comedy where it was her and oh David Spade. Oh my God, Spade I just remembered like, that existed, but I can't. I, I, know, I know it ends. To the Google machine. And what ends in him singing the Brother Loves uh, Salvation show Lost or whatever. Lost and found. Oh, that's right, because he, he like, fat, kidnapped her dog or something and, like, helps her find it. And that's their meet cute. And uh, such a horrible movie. Might be coming soon. We'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, just always that. Uh, David Spade and her having an, a chance. Uh, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be worth watching if you want to see, you know, pre- Dissolvement Artie Lang, you know, back when his nose looked like a nose. Oh, oh that's right, isn't it? Uh, uh, good old Artie Lang. <laughs> Dirty Work's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> it's it's true. We've mentioned it several it, times on the podcast, but when I enjoyed it more than it had any right. Right? <laughs> yeah. When uh yeah. when Steve had major surgery and we brought him home and he was on a lot of painkillers, he wanted two things Cheez Its and Dirty Work. <laughs> That's right, Teenage Steve working it's, overtime. His version of Netflix and chill. Pretty That's much. Right. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, Robert Carlyle as Renard, the villain. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some Robert Carlyle. And he did great in the film because he's fabulous in everything. Mm. Uh, this will come up again. I don't feel like he was given a lot to do. Yeah. I don't feel like he was given a lot to work with. I feel like he was we'll only definitely on be touching on that later. Yeah, he's only on screen for like ten minutes, maybe, right? Like Yeah, yeah, for, for such a strong actor and honestly such a like interesting point of view for a Bond villain, because usually it's just like, I want to take over the world. I want all the diamonds. I want all the gold, you know, something like that. Like this is really like a very intricate plot. Yeah, they didn't give him a whole heck of a lot. But you know what? What they did give him, he really killed. Yeah, because oh, it's Robert Carlyle. He even did a good job playing Hitler. Yeah, that's right. Oh, he, he was in a did a he played TV Hitler movie. in a uh, TV miniseries, which was on the on air the same time as the miniseries about Martha Stewart, which I I taped them both. This was pre still VHS days, and I think I wrote, uh, labeled it "Tape of Pure Evil" if it had both Hitler and Martha Stewart on it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I love it. Uh, speaking of pure evil, Denise Richards as Doctor <laughs> Christmas Jones. That's why this movie is always regarded poorly. <laughs> I gotta say, every time I watch it's it, a big part of it, yeah, I hate her less, really? and I don't know if it's I'm getting desensitized to her. <laughs> Basically, it's it's it. Stockholm syndrome. You know yeah, what it is? It's Stockholm syndrome. Baby. <laughs> Just right. like this movie. You know what it is? I we've now seen Tammy and the T Rex enough times. Uh, I'm like, man, she's doing really good in this. She's really come a long way in those five years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then of course, yeah, Robbie Coltrane. I have Coltrane. nothing positive to say about her. Uh, have you ever seen Tammy and the T Rex? I have not. 
but I well, I, okay, I'll, I'll limit the scope then and say I have nothing positive to say about Denise Richards in this specific role. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I said Tammy and T-Rex best movie about transplanting somebody's brain into a T-Rex body and then him trying to find his girlfriend. <laughs> Is it an extensive list? <laughs> yeah, so it's cliche for a reason, but yeah, possibly. <laughs> the scene where he's trying I, I, to I, I haven't seen phone. the Cinefix countdown list for this one. <laughs> Like that might be Carnosaur Three's only competition. <laughs> That's like my uh, best Nick Cage involving him on a boat with a tiger. <laughs> <That> checks out. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, Robbie Coltrane, Judy Dench, John Cleese, Samantha Bond. Just all star cast all around. But, oh yeah, uh, Judy Dench. Well, there's one person on the cast I think we we do need to specifically mention. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got it in your script later, but I get excited. Uh, that would be Desmond Llewellyn, who oh, played Q. Yes. yes. And this was his his very last appearance in a Bond movie. Um, he had been quoted as saying that he would keep doing the movies as long as the producers wanted him and the Almighty didn't. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the, the Almighty called him up uh, via a car crash just around the time of the film's premiere. Did everyone else who saw, like, when... If you saw it uh, on home movie and not in the theater, you saw the little retrospective they put. Did you just assume he died of old age? I yeah, just assumed yeah. he died of old age. Yeah. I only learned this morning he died in a head-on car crash. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah same here. I was like, <laughs> I assume he was driving an Aston Martin, probably 140 kilometers per hour. and We're, we're going to say he, went out he like a G. died doing what he loved? Yeah. <laughs> he was testing out the rockets. and. Right. You know, that that is acceptable headcanon. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, I will allow it. <laughs> and uh, I really, really, really like Cleese as the other Q. <laughs> oh my God, Cleese was in ninety four Jungle Book too. I just realized. <gasps> yes, yes. Yeah, like, all... If only he were in Hackers. <laughs> Let me show you my wall of red string. <laughs> Coming next week, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Wait. <laughs> What, what I, the uh, Julia, Julia Roberts, um, John Malkovich one? Oh, that's, uh, oh, wait. No, no, that's Jekyll and Hyde. That's Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, no, that's, uh, yeah, Mary Riley or something. Yeah, Mary yeah, Riley. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the first film that I saw in the theater where I can remember in the first watching thinking to myself, this is badly written. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I have to watch things a second time before I start to form opinions that intricate. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know, the movie's just very concise on those points. It's like they almost look break that fourth wall. Look at you, like, did did, did you get that? <laughs> no, 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 new take, no rewrite. Okay, all right. Oh my god, do you get it? I'm not like the other girls. Oh, my stop. personality's based on an egg sandwich. Oh my god, it's so quirky. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing that voice out? Because <laughs> you had me watch Margot Robbie again, <laughs> and I will never forgive her. I will never forgive her. <laughs> she was a legend of Tarzan. <laughs> She did not have Play an a very she, oh, American no. girl. She, oh my god. Why? Uh, hello, Mussolini. No, no, it's okay. It's not a random bird running around. It's my wife. She said, are you sure it sounded injured? Yeah. <laughs> I won't catch this injured bird for you. <laughs> it sounds like it's in great pain. Okay. All right, so we cut to... Uh, Let's not, start the not, movie. Not Bilbo Spain, Bilbao. It's Bilbo Spain, though, yeah. right? <laughs> where, we, uh, where we see James Bond wearing glasses, and I'm like, perfect cover for a secret agent. If it works for Superman, it'll work for James Bond. 
Hold on. Prehensile tail is it keeps tugging at our headphones. headphones Go here. away. Uh, Go away, cat. Meh. I said yeah. You didn't know cats had prehensile tails, did you? <laughs> they're, they're well, I'd always hoped. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so uh Bond's going to meet with a, a Swiss banker. As James Bond, as of course a secret agent would, because yeah. I, I, he tells every friggin' buddy his name is James Bond. Yeah, it, it, like if he, if he stops to put petrol in the Aston, he'll tell the guy at the next pump that he's James Bond. I believe I have my membership card right here. Oh, and uh, he's not driving the Aston in this movie. He's got the BMW. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh yes, the list of product placement and considerations the extensive, watches, far the... more than I expected. I'm I. I was really expecting more Cokes, but <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just the quality of movies I'm used to watching. Right, come on, we have some standards here as he puts on his Nike bear zooms or whatever. <laughs> that was George of the Jungle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Same thing. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically he's uh, collecting some money from some laundering thing. I I, I, I didn't really catch this part, but the, the gist of it is that he's like, well, one of our MI6 agents got killed. Who did it? And the Swiss banker guy's like, I don't know. I just take care of the money. <laughs> <laughs> you can just take the money and walk away, or we can have a problem. As there's like four guys with guns. But then, <laughs> apparently his gun sitting on the desk exploded. Oh, no! <laughs> I, I, I guess that was its its purpose. And uh, so he gets the drop on him. Whip, <laughs> starts beating everybody down and then he gets this he has this Swiss banker uh who then catches a knife in the back of the neck and it took me as you room. do yeah right yeah. Went, went down immediately after as you as you would uh but it took me a minute to realize like oh it's the spanish chick that <laughs> threw it or whatever just because it's like what who, who did that wait what what's happening here <laughs> and man it was lodged in there too like just from oh, yeah. a toss or whatever it it was like to, yeah. to the uh to the hilt hey if a thing is worth doing it's worth overdoing yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah so uh bond starts chasing uh chasing the the, the assassin uh but then oh, oh someone uh, somebody got shot oh there's a sniper quick hide <laughs> but bond has to escape and the only exit is out the window but how's he gonna do that He's, he's just a simple man wearing glasses. He can't fly like a Superman. Yeah, he doesn't have all his tech in gear. So he uses the best piece of tech there is. A wounded stranger. Yeah! <laughs> and a window sash. <laughs> yeah, and right. a window sash. <laughs> Activate hero shield! Wait, no, not that using the, the, the course. By the way, you've got how many dead bodies right now that you could use, but you have to use the one just unconscious guy? Yeah, right. <laughs> Did it's we... better counter-traction when he struggles to stop himself. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> hmm. Dead weight or struggle? Dead weight or struggle? <laughs> yeah, so using... Uh, using Terrible the... Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so using uh, this, this poor gentleman as a counterweight, he uh, wraps it around and jumps out the window. And then, uh, okay, eventually James Bond lands on the ground, and uh, there's a there's a statue behind him of like a little was a little Sherpa puppy or something. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, there was a, the shrubbery, shrubbery the shrubbery puppy. 
Yeah, it was a dog like carved out of a tree. It was pretty cool in the background. Yeah. I'm guessing that's yeah, it's, it's Oh, well, I, I didn't I didn't copy paste this into my short list of facts, but I can uh, find that again because it's a it's a um, I think a well enough known sculpture that they expected people to recognize it. Yeah, um, I believe since it's in Bilbo, Spain, that's Bilbo Wagons. <laughs> I'd like to hate that. I really would. That was, that was clever. I can't take credit for that. It was golf clap. I mean, you're not getting mystery biscuits, but it was a golf clap. Somebody heard that and it just made their entire day and I'm not explaining it to everyone else. Uh, shout out to my friend Saruti over at Weird Vanity. That is actually the name of her dog. So <laughs> It's fabulous. <laughs> Bilbo's the best dog. So yeah, Bond, uh, apparently the assassin's no longer shooting a Bond, so... We then teleport over to MI6 headquarters well, in Maryland, England. Oh. This brings up the question, was the assassin shooting at Bond, or was he shooting, or was he aiming for the, the other guys inside the office? Oh, the other guys they actually hit? Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. shooting at the money. He's trying to bring down capitalism in a novel new way. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a hole in every single bill I find. <laughs> and by the way, the uh, large sculpture that we see is of a Highland Terrier. It is Puppy by Jeff Koons. <gasps> the star of Reanimator? Oh my gosh! Sure, we'll do that. Yeah, probably not. Uh, All star of like <laughs> every re- uh, Star Trek reboot. Yeah. <laughs> the only Star Trek person to be like thirty-five characters, <laughs> right? In like every iteration. I can uh, neither confirm nor deny that. So yeah, that's I, canon now. I'm gonna go ahead and pretend it's Jeffrey Coombs. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> star of the Frighteners. Yeah. Uh, so, God, so, he's so terrifying in Frighteners. <laughs> My body is a temple of pain. <laughs> Mr. Coombs, I know you're listening. Please reach out to us. We have so many questions. I, I know you're a huge fan of everything I learned from movies available at all major podcatchers. You guys hang out with Dana Gould. It's entirely possible. It actually is. That's true. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you should listen to these guys. They're pretty good. I mean, that's how we got John C. McGinley. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> John, we can say that John C. Beginley's heard at least an episode of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it on the poster. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to make that a shirt. <laughs> John C. McGinley, John C. McGinley has heard one episode of our podcast. <laughs> at least Actually, that sounds episode. like really great merch. <laughs> really great merch. If yeah. I make that a button, would you guys uh, be interested or a sticker? <laughs> Ask me which episode John C. McGinley listened to. <laughs> the world may never know. That is the mystery. I like, I like I like when people make merch out of their um their one star reviews. Yes, oh. <laughs> I, I think that's the best approach to it because it it stings so bad. It stings so bad when you get one, but then if you get to be like, ha ha, fucker, now I'm making money off it, right? Then ha-ha. that feels a little bit better. <laughs> ha ha, I'm exploiting your bad review. <laughs> one star. I hated the core. Like, yeah, if you listen to the episode, I did too. So. <laughs> Still my favorite is one of our friend's podcasts. It's two guys reviewing bad movies. And it was a one-star review. And it just said, "We ha- I hate the chick. She's so annoying. And they were just like, we don't have a woman on our show. And I was like, oh, good. You got our review. Yeah, so there you, you go. sure? Because pretty much every female who is on a podcast, you know, has, has that has that critique in their reviews somewhere. Hey, as of the time of this recording, we haven't gotten that yet. Thanks for doing it, Right? <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for it. Me, I'm, me I'm too, for actually. Some... Shouldn't tempt fate. Yeah. Yeah, who could hate you, Moxie? Yeah, say who could hate your brain on facts? So full of information. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky because the, the big complaint that 
presumably male, reviewers leave for female hosts is that they sound shrill. And a lot of times that comes down to the wrong microphone and just, you know, a, a, you could do with a little help in your vocal technique. I'm more comfortable down in the lower ranges, in the baritones, and I have an expensive mic, so I don't sound shrill, but damn, it took some doing. So you're saying that people uh, don't want to hear my uh, podcast? You're begging for a one-star <laughs> review every time you do that. Steve's you're going to get a one-star review from the host yes. of the show. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to log in as Home Video Hustle to tell you I don't like that. HVH podcast with, yeah, two, with D's. two D's. For a double-dose disc pimping. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that is an inside joke for people to get a that's right. That's at HVH Podcast with two Ds, where apparently there's fun facts about steel, but not updated in the last four or five years. There's one tweet. So yeah, MI6 headquarters in Jolly Old England, uh, where uh, Bond has a has a present for Money Penny. You know, on a trip back from Spain, he gives her a cigar. Hmm. All right. I know exactly where to put this Bond. Ooh. Tink into the trash. Ah, <laughs> oh. so like, so, well, this came out in the late '90s, and then you said, "I know right, where, I know just where to put this." And I'm like, "Ah, ah, <laughs> comedy writes itself." But no, <laughs> no, this is not another nine and a half weeks. Uh, we already did that. <laughs> oh, by the way, Moxie, do not fall for super <laughs> sexy sequel September. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When your co-host wants you to wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the erotic thriller sequels are not what they were promised. <laughs> they never are. And I fall for them every time. <laughs> anyway, uh, the movie did shoot uh, near the actual headquarters of MI6, Ooh. which they were going to block. But um, the foreign secretary overruled them, stating, after all that Bond has done for Britain, it's the least we could do for Bond. Nice. Of course, M wants to talk to Bond, uh, where she's just wrapping up a discussion with Sir Robert King, who's, you know, the construction conglomerate. Uh, I don't know. King Construction. <laughs> um, and of course, it's a Bond movie, so we're talking about oil pipelines and terrorism around. And uh, <laughs> that would never happen, Steve. Yeah, well, so unrealistic. And <laughs> in, in rewatching a lot of these uh, Bond movies, it's like, oh yeah, it's almost always oil, mm-hmm. or possibly oil going to space, <laughs> mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, or flushing seawater through an oil. It's pipeline. almost like the entire de- planet is pointlessly dependent on fossil fuels. Huh. Huh. Weird. That's uh, weird. Oh, hold on, there's something fizzing on my fingers here as I drink my scotch with my boss. Uh, <gasps> The money! I've I've told you to pay the good money for the good MDMA, but no, you go over the cheap stuff. That's right. (laughs) But he's, so he chases after King, who, you know, they just handed the suitcase the three, uh, three million pounds or whatever he got from the Swiss banker. And no, everybody move out of the way! Mr. King, please! Oh, shit. (laughs) And then as I written down, oh, the Spanish sniper chick is back. Okay, cool. So then uh, James Bond chases after her, uh, steals uh, steals Q's flying stealth boat, apparently, uh, which also has rockets, which is awesome. Machine guns. I love this boat chase. I love it. It's love pretty it. cool. I'm love not going to lie. It's good. It's also the longest pre-credit sequence of in a James Bond movie. It's true. Ooh. Yeah. At this point, I was like, in- wait, did, I re- did we miss the Shirley Manson? Nope, nope, not yet. 
<laughs> no, and in, and in fact, uh, in the theatrical release, you didn't get to the intro until the second reel. Oh, oh wow! Oh yeah, with the trailers. You see, and stuff? kids, no. film used to come on individual reels. What's a reel? <laughs> I'm not very certain. <laughs> Is that why they call them films? <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, chasing down the river Thames, and then it rams her boat, and does like a corkscrew off it with his stealth boat, and then she pulls out a grenade launcher, what? And then there's a bridge, look out! And then he dives down, and comes back up, and uh, apparently she's... Wait, wait him uh, Bond adjusting his tie while underwater? Oh, geez, just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was actually uh, Brosnan's idea. I love it. I love I, it. I was expecting it to start spinning like one of those old comic bow ties or <laughs> no, whatever. No, no, like that would be he'll too propel much. him no, even no. more. Steve, he's a gentleman. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Classy. <laughs> Checks his cuffs. Ooh, it comes up out. And then uh yeah, she like blows up a boat to start a fire, and then Bond has to take a detour and go on the roads. Uh, it, but it's cool because it's a rocket-powered stealth boat, so it just <gasps> right through, and then through a restaurant. Bah, 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 bah. And then, <laughs> and then oh, torpedoes! <laughs> oh, it's okay, because she steals a hot air balloon and goes off. Wait, what? And then Bond flies up out and grabs the rope. I'm hanging. Get off my balloon! And... <laughs> This is amazing. It's coming to life right in front of my eyes. It's like I've seen the movie. <laughs> but then uh, Bond's like, no, give up. T- tell us who you're working for and you don't have to die. You killed me. And then she shoots the gas And just like, I'm more scared of him than I am of you. Yeah. And then he's like, no, don't do the... <laughs> Blows up the hot air balloon. And Bond falls on, I assume, some sort of circus tent. And then narrowly catches himself from falling a great distance of probably like 20 feet at this point. You know, what, what would it really hurt? And then we get it. The intro credits. With what is absolutely, indisputably, inarguably, in the top five Bond songs. Thank you. And if you want to fight me on this, I'll give you my home address and I will knock your lights out because you're <coughs> Moxie. A hundred percent agree. Uh, I was Absolutely. Gonna, what, what what are like your your top five Bond songs? Because obviously, View to a Kill's up there. It's nice. Uh, Live and Let Die. <laughs> Obs. Okay. Okay. All right. Live and Let Die. Um, Goldfinger. I mean, yeah. what's the first Bond? If somebody says you know Bond song, I think it's the first one everyone thinks. Whether you like it or not, it's just it's like the guitar riff from the Final Countdown. It's in your head now. You might as well make friends with it. Goldfinger, wider than a mile. Wait, what? <laughs> and I don't, I mean, I can tell you what the, the bad ones, the Madonna one. Madonna. Can go oh, Madonna. Madonna. Everyone um, hates yeah. Madonna. Oh, yeah. And you know, Skyfall. Skyfall's got to be on top. Skyfall's pretty bad. And Skyfall's I'm not going to lie, I have heard the Billie Eilish song for the new one, and we might have a new contender. It's just... For which end? The Madonna end. <laughs> it it just is a nothing song. Does she sing out at any point? Does she, you know, actually project at all? Not that I remember. There's <laughs> if, the thing. If she did, I didn't make it that far into the song. Here, here's the thing. I've I've watched it twice, like the the clip for or the the video for it or whatever twice, and I remember almost nothing. There's just, it's just it's just so it's just not even there. <clears throat> it's beige. 
it's it's grayish because it's the new gr- it's the new gray beige. What taupe? All right, <laughs> it, it is at best taupe. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, this version comes from Shirley Manson and Garbage. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> Shirley Manson, a woman who albinos show off their tans too. <laughs> She is the, the beacons are lit. Gondor calls for aid. Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> <Hater> bust. <laughs> but yeah, oh, okay. And then with the uh, the title sequence, uh, we get a bunch of uh, sexy ladies made out of oil. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which, just in case you didn't know, this this movie is going to be about oil. It's not going to be about sand. No, because no. Bond hates sand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, save it for Quantum of Solace, man. It's rough. It gets into everything. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Quantum of Solace, their opening thing, only made me want to watch James Bond take on the mummy. Right? (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Pierce Brosnan, Rick O'Connell, they both came out in 99. If they both took on the mummy, think about it. So, all right. So for that one, I'm I'm putting it together. We got to work Pierce Brosnan in there. We have whatever Bond you you guys want to, like, pick. And then, yeah, we got to make sure we get Brendan Fraser in there, but maybe we also get Tom Cruise in there and we figure out how to fix that mummy franchise since they screwed it up so bad. We, we keep Sophia Batella as, as the oh, mummy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I know how to fix that, that one. Tom Cruise should have been the Wolfman. <laughs> the first movie out the gate should have been the Wolfman versus the mummy. Wasn't the Benicio uh, Del Toro Wolfman kind of a way early... Uh, dark yeah, like, yeah. Like and you could totally have yeah. brought that in by like having Benicio del Toro turn Tom Cruise into the Wolfman. If you're gonna make Tom Cruise your bad guy, but uh, Tom Cruise is supposed to be like a tortured soul. That's the Wolfman, and then uh, Sophia Patella is how she. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was amazing as the mummy. Have him versus her like the whole movie. Okay, okay, yes. Now, how do we make this still uh, a Brandon Fraser celebratory comeback vehicle? Oh, obviously, Brandon Fraser is the the guy who discovers the mummy, and he's still Rick O'Connell. <laughs> Just you know, whatever. I guess a few generations past, uh, he's uh, he's still the treasure hunter who like he's got all the clues. So he's got the one who's going to help Tom Cruise figure out that he is a werewolf, how to control it, and how like and that you know whatever that the Wolfman's the only one strong enough to take down the mummy. Brendan Fraser as Van Helsing. Oh, since Hugh yeah. Jackman's not going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's too busy with the uh, Night at the Museum franchise. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Oh yeah, Bond. Uh, oh yeah, we're at uh, Sir King's funeral, and we're introduced to his daughter, Electra King. Yeah, which i'm completely ruined every time i hear the name electra i just think electric nachos from (laughs) from daredevil Daredevil. yeah (laughs) are there a lot of electras running around like in their 20s or something there have to at least be a few of them they probably go by ellie though Oh, go by Ellie. Okay, that might be. <laughs> See some birth certificates of people you Electra know by Ellie. baby name popularity. Or maybe like Trish. Like, like <laughs> oh, no, we're Google searching. <laughs> I mean, it could be more popular in Greece, you oh, know, true. than it is in the U.S. Well, yeah, like electric it is, it is Greek. Yeah. Uh, even over there, it's number 13,885 in popularity. Oh, no. Electra and Gary, they're both sliding out of decline for names. <laughs> Bring back Aries and Electra's. No, <laughs> All right. So then we go to uh, the Scottish uh, uh, MI6 headquarters, of course, in a castle, because why wouldn't it be? 
And uh, they give some exposition like, oh, yes, uh, you see, the money was made out of this uh, stuff that explodes when there's a current and blah, blah, blah. And his pin was the trigger. The boom, boom. There goes Mr. King. All boom right. goes the dynamite. So, Bond, uh, we need you to uh, be off this case because, you know, you have a hurt collarbone. And, you know, we need all of our all of our best operatives you out there. shattered your health. collarbone. Yeah. It's uh, worth noting that if you... Watch the film with this in mind. You can see Brosnan in action sequences favoring his arm. Yeah, I almost wonder if Brosnan may have hurt his collarbone and that's why they worked it in. But I mean, It's very possible. That stuff happens. Yeah, but it's also like, I believe he's that good an actor that he would remember to do that. Yeah. I mean, if you if you land one of those iconic roles like James Bond, put it, you put in the effort. Absolutely. At least initially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least until you don't want to anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Bond needs a clean bill of health to, you know, get back on the case. And, of course, he wants to bring down the person that blew up somebody he knew for three minutes, but also tried to have him killed. So he's got to go see the doctor. Um, babe, what happens? Oh, uh, well, we find out that the best way to get a second opinion from a doctor is to bang it out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked for me all these years <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah so he gets the clean bill of health and then goes to CQ where we have flaming bagpipes yeah oh, so awesome uh, we also get introduced to John Cleese as I, I guess Q number two Q squared Yeah, the Q-Q he's in the credits he's R but it's never said by anyone in the film well yeah. technically Pierce Brosnan does go if you're Q does that make him R yeah so. Yeah, he, he makes that joke, but it's, it's like not canon within the film, but they call him that in the credits. So does that make it for, you know, for real? And I love John Cleese. I've loved Python, you know, for since high school, like most of us do. R is not ticking any boxes with me. See, I enjoyed R. I, I feel like Bond should have like a certain amount of just like fantasy to it i like if you want it real and gritty and like less tech gear than costco um then you're watching a jason Bourne movie we already have those and those are great but james bond should be like a little ridiculous it should have some like silly jokes um it should be a little over the top it should have some cool tech gear that will inspire actual real life like tech gear that like the <laughs> government should watch it yes and go hey can we make one of those for realsies? I mean, I know when I watched this movie, I went right out and got my jacket that also inflates into a giant ball around me so that I could drop out. Escape like an avalanche. Team. Well, yeah. we are in avalanche country, honey. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what he's saying. He says I'm he serious. wants to go and yeah. get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 99. I, just, I, I, was found living that, here. I didn't like him. I didn't like the, the tech guy being bumbling. <laughs> so if he'd he been just, like a little less slapstick, you would have been into it? I don't know. I like. I liked... Llewellyn's energy, maybe, you know, given time, maybe it's like, you know, Whovians who fuss and cry every time the doctor regenerates, but then, but by the time we get to the next regeneration, they act like that's their favorite, favorite doctor ever. Um, <laughs> maybe in time, I'd learn to love him. I haven't really followed the franchise uh, since this movie. Ah. Well, th there are two very important lessons that Q has always tried to pass along to us in these movies, apparently. Um, Never let them see you bleed. Mm -hmm. And always have an escape plan. Yeah. Smoke bomb. And then sink slowly into the floor. <laughs> Never to return. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, 
you say that. Where, where does that hole go? It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a torpedo tube, I think. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, bloody hell! <laughs> All right. Um, so then, uh, then we get some backstory about Electra, where uh, apparently a couple years earlier she was kidnapped <gasps> and held for a $5 million ransom. <gasps> but who paid the ransom? Because she came back. Hmm. Nobody did. Level one clearance, you say. There's only one person who could block that information. <gasps> That's right, he goes and talks to <gasps> M. Why, why was it paid? Why was it the same amount? Uh, you know, we never negotiate with terrorists, but we did, and, you know, we paid the Renard. You know, Renard, he's a... <laughs> he's a terrorist who we, I guess, double-tapped in the head, but it didn't kill him. It somehow only made him stronger, but also not able to feel or smell or... It's killing all his senses, and he'll keep getting stronger until he's dead. Yeah. And I'm just going to argue... I thought, I thought that, that, that was pretty that cool. Plus, plus the totally unnecessary 3D hologram. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. When a, a description... Uh, would have sufficed maybe an x-ray how we even get this hologram how we even get this scan uh but oh, i thought that's pretty cool like you know yeah. that he's got this bullet burrowing through his brain so he wants to kill bond and and how it's made him impervious to pain they say he gets stronger we don't really see a lot of strongerness happening but we do see lots of badass moments where you know feeling pain would have really sucked the air out of the room yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was waiting yeah. for him to like start picking up like Ooh, and, cars and or one something. where it actually made the room sexier. Ooh, mm. but that's coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but see, like having the three D hologram, like kind of unnecessary tech, feels Bondy to me. Mm -hmm. oh. like, <laughs> well, you mean the unnecessary tech, like the uh, we'll talk about it later when uh, Electra calls M and she's put on the wall screens, the two yeah. wall screens yeah. for a call, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, I'm just happy this movie had so much Judy Dench in it. Right, mm. Judy Dench is great as M. Absolutely. Yeah, she got a lot more screen time in this one than usual. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't have a woman Bond's not banging like on screen very long. Come on, talk takes away from the story. Talk about you, Money Penny. Wait. Oh, poor Money Penny. <laughs> it just it makes me think of that cracked after hours about how bond is the worst and how money penny knows they have the shelf life of a mayfly and that's why she never sleeps with bond she knows how it's going to end oh yeah <laughs> that is uh dick kills more people than cancer yeah, yeah. <laughs> um anyway uh so it's, it's so so yeah em's like oh i made a mistake but you know she's in danger now and i need you to be electra's bodyguard like okay that's cool Cut to Azerbaijan, and uh, we are also introduced to Chekhov's uh, flying saw chopper. <laughs> what so are, good. Wonder if that'll come up later in the movie. Whoa. Well, why else would we be showing it? And <laughs> well, it was supposed to have come up already because the sawmill helicopter thing and a lot of Robbie Coltrane's dialogue for this movie were actually leftover ideas that had to be taken out of Goldeneye. Ooh. Oh, there's there. I mean, sawmill helicopter. You hold on to that one. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna bring that up at every production meeting. Yeah, you sure, hey, guys? I mean, just you know, put it in the maybe pile. Walk it around the office. I'm just gonna say two words: <laughs> helicopter sawmill. You guys, uh, guys, have any Think openings for that uh, helicopter sawmill thing? No, for the third time today. No. <laughs> all right, all right. Just checking. Just checking. You guys, you guys want some muffins? Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they go to an oil rig site, and there's a protest going on. Bond's like talking to Electra's head of security, um, and you know we get some exposition there. But then Electra shows up in a helicopter, and they go inside some temple that's in the mountain. Um, and then comes out and apparently they've decided to move the pipeline so that, you know, this temple can be preserved because originally it was going to go right through it. Cool. We then also get some exposition. There's three other competing Russian pipelines that are all kind of going through the same area. So she's like, do you think my life's in danger because all the Russians want to kill me? And then also this Renard guy, maybe, and whoever else might have killed my dad. Yeah, I'll be just fine. I'm going to go check the survey lines. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I remember the first time watching this movie, I'm like, so she's the bad guy, right? Okay. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely like, she's like, I don't know, I've already was held captive for a couple of years and nobody came to find me. And uh, yeah, I've been picking and fights with my cheap-ass dad pulled a John Paul Getty and didn't ransom me, even though he, lo- he loses more money in the laundry. Right, and then, yeah, and it's like... Yeah, and I've been uh, picking fights with Russian mobsters. You think my life's in danger now? (laughs) (laughs) See ya. I'm off to go ski along a pipeline on a ridge. (laughs) Yeah. So So, uh, Bond and Electra take the helicopter and jump out of it and start skiing. And California Girls plays. Wait. No, that's a different (laughs) Bond movie. (laughs) And then they're ascended upon by four flying snowmobiles. (laughs) As you do. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little setup. They got like the parachutes on them and like the was the airboat fans or whatever on the back. Yeah, parahawk. Parahawk. Ooh, it's called a parahawk. That's an awesome word. I yeah, I know. That. It sounds like really badass and very '90s to say parahawk. And that scene was actually um, a nod to "Come on, notes. Where is it?" <laughs> to one of the other. Let me go. Uh, to the uh, ski chase scene in "On Her Majesty's." Uh, secret service yeah okay and you're gonna are you gonna lay this scene out because i got a cool fact for and another cool oh. fact for this scene oh no go for it go for it well the move that uh bond uses to disable his uh pursuer collapsing his canopy by slicing it with uh the sharp edge of the ski almost killed the stuntman rick sylvester Ooh. oopsies um because one of brosnan's skis detached and clipped the edge of the parachute so like it almost happened in real life the thing they were faking kind of almost happened and and nearly killed the stuntman but thankfully everybody was okay and they got the shot nice yeah Yeah, Yeah, this movie has a ton of really good practical stunts right this is before it goes over the top with like die another day where it's all cgi yeah very quickly it went very bad Yeah. yeah and like even even the modern ones like well, you'd you'd think that there might be some really good practical stunts, but they don't show any of it or edit it in a way you can tell. So I assume it's all fake. But yeah, this one has some great ones. Uh, but yeah, Bond uh, subdues all the snowmobiles after a little chase through the trees, and they have like you know machine guns and grenades, and yeah, cuts the one guy's parachute. But and he goes off the cliff, but luckily he has the backup and flies off. Mm. <laughs> or no wait oh no that's right yeah that's right that's when he cuts it and it uh hits the other flying snowmobile and they both explode yeah. <laughs> and then uh oh that explosion started an avalanche quick get under my jacket ball get in my 
incredibly specific piece of equipment I just happen to have today. <laughs> yeah, luckily it was a chilly day, so I wore my jacket. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they get saved, and uh, Electra has like a little freak out when she's like, under, oh, I'm going to be married alive, it's going to be home. It's like, no, no, calm down, calm down, you'll be fine. And they get out of there, and then we smash cut to Baku, which I assume is in Azerbaijan. I don't know, it just said Baku. But Electra wants to see James. In the bedroom. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> basically, Electra's like uh, she, she was a whole speech like you know I I was afraid of this and that and then I wasn't, but uh, now I need you to stay with me, please, James. And James is like, no, I can't do that. I kind of promised my boss I wouldn't stay with you in the bedroom. Okay, that's that's cool. Then they go to a casino and. Uh, James Bond has his x-ray specs. Oh, man. Well, James goes to a casino. She's supposed oh, to stay yeah. home yeah, with yeah, her James bodyguard. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the x-ray specs. Do you guys ever do the uh, the mail order, send in $2 and get the x-ray specs in the back of a... No, I spent all of my money on sea monkeys, like a sensible person. Right? Okay. Oh, I I grew up super poor. Are you kidding? We were mail, mail ordering shit. We couldn't afford the magazine to see the ad for the mail order. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> the guy behind Sea Monkeys is a roller coaster story. Uh, if you uh, behind the bastards actually did like a one or two parter on him, he he got started in mail order selling monkeys, pet monkeys through the mail. <laughs> yes, helper monkeys. And then and then and then he got in with the Nazis. Oh <laughs> my! He got in with the Nazis and said, "You know what, shrimp." And then they and then he tried to form a whole monkey army. <laughs> Oh my god! So, Moxie, have you seen Batman Ninja? It's a I thing. I don't think so. It, it's like oh. a DC animated movie that came out like three years ago. Yeah, it is Ninja. bananas. B a n a n a s. It is spectacular. It is one of the oh, most beautiful strong. things I've ever seen. Tom Kenny. The story is all over the place, and yeah, there is a well. The the ending battle involves a mecha made of monkeys and bats. I mean, what else would it be? Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> so samurai obvious. monkeys. So yeah. obvious. We might have to have that one for uh, April. April, <laughs> yes. Well, we were we were yeah, talking I'm... about doing Bat Month. Oh, that's right, the entire Bat Month. Yeah, <laughs> we do that. Too. Uh, according according to JustWatch.com, it is currently. At the time of publication, only streaming on HBO Max. So, army hardies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we ordered the I tried the to disc. do it your way. We ordered the disc through Netflix, because you can still order discs if you pay for that service. The very first thing that popped up in these search results is Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles That's from the following year. Yep. And now I'm going to have to watch that, too. Oh, oh also, there's Batman versus Dracula. Yep. There's, uh, what was it, the ga- uh, Gotham Gaslamp. by Gaslight? Yeah. About where it's Batman versus the uh, Jack the Ripper? Mm. Yeah, there's some interesting crossovers that have been made the last, yeah, we'll say, 10 years. Yeah. Well, let's hope they don't all get the killing joke treatment. Yeah. Killing joke, oh my god. So... So we, we were actually curious, like, wait, so many of these have come out. Which ones do we need to see? Which ones are the worst? Because we've we'd only seen, like, 
the killing joke and mm-hmm. uh hush was pretty good red but, hood yeah red hood and it was like Lego oh yeah as, as long as you're not watching son of batman or uh killing joke you're gonna like it <laughs> <laughs> pretty much some of them get a little out there so you know whatever but the very comic feel to them yeah apparently son of batman really sweeps the whole story about batman getting raped under the rug just buries the lead which Mm -hmm. is now feeling like a poor choice of phrase (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh yeah so okay so james is in the casino with his x-ray specs Mm -hmm. and he wants to see valentine sekovsky who's he steve well he's russian haggard of course yeah (laughs) you may remember him from goldeneye (laughs) oh such a good character actor one of a short list of recurring secondary characters. Yeah. It's only about six across the whole Bond franchise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know Felix Leiter changes every uh, every other time he appears on screen. So, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, basically, he's there talking to uh, Valentin. He's like, hey, do you know who's behind all this? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about, homie. I'm... <laughs> yeah, my, my Russian mobster <laughs> impression is excellent. I don't know what you're talking about, homie. Step off. No. Um... <laughs> But then uh, it, it quickly changes because uh, Electra shows up in a stunning dress and just walking around the casino floor like, I thought I told you to stay in your room. Looking fetching. Yeah. And uh, she's come to gamble. How's she going to gamble? Um, I card. <laughs> her daddy's credit? Yeah, million dollar line of credit. Uh, basically, high card wins. And uh, long story short, she loses a million dollars. All Which right. was definitely not money laundering in front of 500 other people. Definitely not. No, nope, not even a little bit. <laughs> She's like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> oh, well, I guess last. I'm done gambling for the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'll retire to a hotel room. And they do. So, yeah, they go back there and, uh, yeah, Bond banged Electra. Yay! Woo! <laughs> May the circle be unbroken. Yep. Uh, oh, we also get a little scene where uh, Davidov, her uh, her chief of security or whatever, goes to see <gasps> Renard. Oh no! <gasps> At the Devil's Breath. <gasps> and yeah, it's basically a nice little set where I, I guess there's just a uh, natural gas fire burning out of some rocks and uh, yeah, the little scene where he's like, ah, I thought I could trust you. You know, this used to be a place where people would hold these rocks to test their loyalty to God. And yeah long story short basically he's like yeah don't screw me over again (laughs) i mean it's a good villain's lair it's underground there's fire you know what else do you need yeah yeah i mean i'm sure that i'm sure you get used to the sulfur fumes eventually if he can't smell you know he (laughs) or taste or whatever (laughs) uh devil's breath is also a drug known as scopolamine oh it is sometimes used before surgery to decrease saliva. It has also been used to treat motion sickness and post-operative nausea and vomiting. Oh, I needed some of that after my hysterectomy. Aww. All right. Well, uh, we cut back to the bedroom where uh, Bond and Electra just had wonderful coitus. And uh, their sweet pillow talk afterwards where Bond's like, how did you survive right. your kidnapping? Like, oh, uh, dude. Your kidnapping and and you subsequent know. constant rape. <laughs> and a probes. Uh, and then she... Yeah, he's not, he's not good with the pillow talk. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that's usually just how he gets him to leave afterwards. He's like, 
so um, what does your father think about your life choices? <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't need this. I'm out of here. Uh... And he's like, ah, now I can starfish on the bed all by myself. <laughs> Right? No? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking up. Apparently there is a place in Turkey uh, where it ha- uh, small fires burn constantly from vents in the rocks on the side of a mountain that have uh, natural gas coming from them. Oh, okay. And it's not called Devil's Breath? Science. No, it is Yanartis, called Turkish for Flaming Stone. Makes sense. It's in the Olympus <laughs> Valley. Ooh. Ooh, History. Yeah. They've Uh, been burning for 2,500 years. Okay, so a little longer than Centralia, Pennsylvania. Just a little bit. Just just a smidgen. (laughs) For those who don't know, the coal mines under the ground of the small Pennsylvania town of uh, Centralia have been burning for over 30 years. And yet somehow, nine people refuse to move. (laughs) um, We've all seen Silent Hill. I'll say it's what Silent Hill's based (laughs) off of. Uh, I actually like that movie. Well, I don't, I don't the first one's spectacular. Oh yeah, the second one's trash. But, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, what happens? Oh yeah, so Bond uh, sneaks away and uh, he uses his credit card to break into uh, Davidov's office, but not the way you would think. Where you know he just kind of <laughs> slide it in there and disconnect the deadbolt or whatever. No, he uh, like he opens it up like a like a flip phone or something, and like a little key thing comes out, yeah. and it's like, oh well, okay, that's. He should have Bond should have gadgets. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he gets into his office, uh and I, I don't think he even finds what he's looking for, whatever for David Off kind of shows up and he like sneaks out and I don't know, checks out the car that he just showed up in and oh shit, there's a dead guy in the trunk. Oh boy. Alright, uh how are we gonna do this? Well Davidoff comes out hops in the car and drives off so it's like wait where's bond is he in the back seat is he gonna jump up and do the garot wire thing or something well we're at the airport now davidov i don't know is opening the trunk to get his luggage or something and and nope there's bond instead of the dead guy ladies where's the dead guy and and shifting dead weight's not easy no so this this took a few minutes to set up yeah i'm assuming and was he's he and on- was he giggling while he did it <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm assuming the dead guy is on the porch, weekend to Bernie style, wearing the uh, the, sunglasses. the sunglasses from earlier for, to detect the weaponry because Bond doesn't use them anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I I think Bond uh, opened him up like a tauntaun and was just hiding inside, ready to pounce. Though, yeah. all right, you um, asked for it, Steve. What temperature is a tauntaun? What temperature is a tauntaun? They're only lukewarm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> please, please insert rim shot here. Uh, I love you. <laughs> you you say that like you have to remind yourself. <laughs> anyway, what's going on in the Bond movie? Um, oh, so yeah, so Bond pops out of the trunk, uh, kills David off, and then it's like, okay, um, I guess Bond's taking his place now. Oh, yep. Don't forget the suitcases. Do, 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 do. And then uh, I love how the there's like some Russian guys that are like flying this plane and he, and they like stop him like wait where is the grease and he hands him a duffel bag and inside are Nikes <gasps> hey <Woo>! product placements <laughs> so yeah so nineties yep so he hops on a plane with a uh, I have as I've written down 
There's a lot of a lot of a lot of bald Russian guys on this plane. Should uh, yeah. should James be concerned about his hairline? They're are they going somewhere they radioactive? All the same haircut. They all uh, they're all wearing the same outfit. And then uh, yeah, they land and uh, they're at a site where I guess they're just moving around nuclear missiles. Yep. Uh, but we're introduced to the uh, oh my god the nuclear expert uh, nuclear physicist Moxie. You want to take this one away? <laughs> Moxie, you okay? Wait, wait, did somebody so mention the core around Steve? She's so bad. <laughs> Is she she's not the most so realistic lady bad. scientist you've ever she's seen? She's so bad. They dressed her up like Lara Croft, like that was going to fool somebody. <laughs> just... Hey, that Tomb Raider was a hit. Get me her. Did, uh, did you know Angelina that this Jolie. was the... Yeah, this was the first Bond movie to be nominated for and win a Razzie for Worst Supporting Actress. Hey. She, oh, come on. Yeah, Sophie brought... Marceau wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can debate who is actually the bad guy, if it's Renard or Electra. Um, but I find Denise Richards to deliver no value to any scene that she is in. I am not saying she is unattractive. But she looks like she was made of spare parts from other attractive people without any concern for a cohesive appearance. Also, she's just terrible. As uh, Dana Gould once said about Gina Gershon, she has the lips of an affectionate chimp. Wow. Yeah, it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, well, she's there basically as the, uh, the setup line for Bond's quirk and... Like, oh, and of course, her name, uh, as for, for those who may not know, is Doctor Christmas Jones. Yes, Doctor Jones. Yeah, yes, yes, Doctor Jones. Just... <laughs> Which was just to justify the joke at the very end that we'll get to. Oh, well, and they made us think they weren't going to do it because she says, "Don't make it," and don't make the jokes. I've heard them all, and he says, "I don't know any Doctor jokes." I'm like, "Okay, good. We're not going to get any stupid I puns really, based on her stupid name." I really liked that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any doctor jokes. Mm. Oh no, he says it with the Russian accent because she still thinks he's a Russian oh, at yeah, that point. Right. I don't know any doctor jokes. <laughs> yeah, because for a nuclear physicist working in that part of the world, doesn't seem to recognize a fake accent. But hey, that's all right. Hey, oh. to be fair, she is the one who is suspicious. Nobody else is. Yeah. I bet she says nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> Well, of course she does, Moxie. That's her title, nuclear physicist, right? Moxie, <laughs> Moxie, just like oh, we're some static here. Okay, here's here's a funny thing from earlier because I was you know <laughs> shouting out trivia to my husband while I was researching because uh, we were gonna rewatch this um, last night, but we were high and watched um, Moonbeam City instead. Yeah, um, which is an it's Archer with an '80s aesthetic. Uh, animated by the guys behind Metalocalypse, I think. So nice. It is what it is, and it's exactly what it promised, and nothing more. Um, <laughs> and he says, he says to me, the hubs, uh, that he thinks with Christmas Jones she was going for a Kelly Kapowski kind of thing, and then attempts to explain to me who that is, and and then we had a fight. Um, <laughs> oh no! But what's interesting about the fact that he said that very weird and unsupportable thing is that Tiffany Amber Theason, who played kelly, kelly kapowski, kapowski yeah was she was a front runner for this role that makes sense oh. you know, she, yes my she husband bizarrely said something <laughs> <laughs> i know that just set her career on fire didn't it <laughs> if by fire you mean in a dumpster <laughs> so yeah so yeah dr jones um <laughs> 
basically, oh, yeah, she kind of calls out the accent and is like, hey, your English is very good for Russian. Like, I studied at Oxford, but, you know, it's all Russian or whatever. Cool. So he goes into the tunnels and uh, he sees Renard there. <gasps> and then uh, holds Renard at gunpoint. And I'm like, yeah, pull the trigger. Roll Actually, credits. Pretty good little fight scene here. <laughs> this is kind of the standoff where he's like holding a gunpoint. Renard's like, hey, you don't want to kill me. I spared you. I was the sniper. I, w- I saved you from that dude. He's like, what? And then they uh, they they realize they were they're Eskimo Bros because uh, apparently Renard broke in Electra, and I was like, oh, again with oh the other Bros. Oh my god, I haven't heard that expression in twenty years, <laughs> <laughs> or not on a military base. <laughs> not a fan of the league. All right. <laughs> it's a very barracks grade expression. <laughs> That does, doesn't fit James Bond, you don't think? <laughs> oh no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but I am going to borrow a line from Archer. He's had the clap so many times it sounds like applause. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, so Renard's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to steal this bomb and there's nothing you can really do about it. And there's shots fired. And then... Uh, Oh yeah, Dr. Jones like shows up like, huh, I knew he was a fake, I knew it the whole time. And <laughs> yeah, there's just the whole thing where like security guys are like, alright everybody, we're gonna check you all out, follow me, single file, blah blah blah. And yeah, so yeah, he gets shot, and then there's a lot of gunfire, and Bond, you know, and Dr. Jones get like locked in a thing, but then they open it up, and Bond has like a grappling watch, which I'm sure was on sale at... Uh, I don't even know a fancy watch company name. <laughs> I, uh, Bulgari? Do they make watches? <laughs> uh, I mean, the watch is an Omega. Oh, right? an Omega. Yeah, okay. That's what it's called. That's Katia. I wouldn't know where you. I wouldn't know where you get a watch that is never replaceable. Color, you know, color coordinated plastic band. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Timex. Yeah. Yeah, it's Timex or Swatch and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Cartier. Do they make watches? Mine has the Velcro strap. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, basically, Bond uh, ditches Jones in this room <laughs> to fend for herself as he's chasing after uh, mm-hmm. Renard. And uh, there's a the whole thing of chasing him and, like, the, the bombs on, um, uh, what do you call them? Like the... Like, like the an meat overhead, racks, almost? Like an overhead track. Yeah, like overhead track, and they're like pushing a lot. It takes like three or four dudes, or one, one Renard, we find out towards the end when the dudes die. This is the strongest he will be. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I feel like they had to throw that in just because, like, they got a, a note or something at the end. <laughs> like, somebody watched a, a, an early cut, and they're like, wait, one dude can't push that. That That's like 2,400 pounds. They're like, oh, uh, he's super strong, too. <laughs> No further questions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you chase him down, and it's like, oh, it's too late. And there's a bomb. Run! <laughs> Close the door! And Bond's like swinging on the, the little rack thing, you know, the explosion behind him, you know, propelling him even faster, it, it seems, though, you know, it's not quite die another day, but it kind of looks like it. And, <laughs> and gets through the door just as it closes, and him and Dr. Jones are safe on the other side. Or are they? <gasps> Fire ensues! Yeah. They gotta, like, uh, I don't know, they jump, and there's another explosion, and they pop up somewhere, and then the whole place is exploding. Boom, 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 boom. All the tunnels are collapsing. Thousands dead. Well, okay, dozens dead. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> and then uh, we see immediately uh, Renard and the guys are already flying off on an airplane. And uh, Dr. Jones there, she's like, it's okay. All we need to do is uh, track the locator chip. And <laughs> and Bond pulls the locator chip out of his hand. Like, oh, you mean this thing here? Oh, yeah. Why do you have that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would come in handy. <laughs> and then uh, this is where I argue if Bond hadn't showed up, they still would have stolen the bomb. But less people would have died because no one would have noticed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oh, is it? Is this? Is this sort of a Raiders of the Lost Ark thing where if the hero hadn't have bothered, it would have turned out at least as well. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. All right. And Christmas Jones would still be in the middle of the fucking desert. Good. <laughs> leave her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, wow, what's what's happening? <laughs> Anyway, so uh, so Electra then calls M on the the wall phone, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> like, M, why, why are just, there two? That's that's could, the question. Could you personally this. come and comfort me? I just, uh, you know, after your best agent got murdered, I assume, and my my guy's taken out of commission, and I just everyone seems to die around me, and I could just really use a motherly figure. <laughs> Okay, and transmission. And then she like immediately turns around and Bond is like kicking a security guard through the window of her bedroom <laughs> as he comes in. And, like, James! I knew you'd be behind this. <laughs> you must have Stockholm Syndrome. What are you talking about? I, I don't, I've never even been to Stockholm. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been there in years. Like, no, no, it's a thing. Look it up where you... You and Renard were a thing. He he broke you and manipulated you. Blah blah blah. No, no, I think you're thinking of nurses and Florence Nightingale syndrome. Uh, I I might be. I, I'm not a doctor, a psychologist, or anything. Uh oh, are you gonna get that? You're getting a phone call. Oh yeah, hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> ten <laughs> ten people dead at the pipeline. <laughs> I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lexi, isn't there? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to interrupt the flow. I was just I was just enjoying it. I wanted to see how much more of the film you would you would do as a table read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strictly from memory too. <laughs> but uh, oh, what are you talking about? That was a clip from the movie we just put right in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Bond tells I could, I could tell by the fa- the fabulous sound quality. <laughs> so so now, do you guys think that she was suffering from? what is commonly referred to as Stockholm Syndrome, or do you, like me, think that she heard or realized that her father wasn't going to ransom her even though he had plenty of resources and opportunity, got pissed and decided to take matters into her own hands and turn the situation around? Oh, that's exactly what it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I I sort of get the vibe from it that she manipulated him yeah, at the end. She, she Stockholmed Renard. Yeah. Like, she <laughs> okay, used her wiles good. on him. Well, yeah. Uh, we see some of those in the ice cube scene. Do make sure to wake me up when we get to that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Bond tells them to I'll be reenact skeptical. that one. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, they get there and, oh, no, the... The bomb is in the pipeline. We need to go get on one of these weird rig things that, I guess, I don't know, seal the pipes or inspect them or something. Because if that bomb gets to the other end, it's going to blow up the pipeline and everybody's going to die. It's going to be horrible. So yeah, they get on a rig. Uh, They, like, 
I don't know, let the bomb catch up to him. Uh, oh, and by they, I mean Bond and Dr. Jones, because Dr. Jones is a nuclear physicist. She's the only one that can disarm a nuclear weapon. All right, cool. So they get on there, realize, oh, the bomb's been tampered with, and there's only half the plutonium on this one. Oh, no, we only have 40 seconds left. Uh, let it blow. What? But then I can, I can defuse this. No, let it blow. And then they, like, I don't know, get safe enough distance. It explodes. And they get out safe and sound. But uh, back at, uh, I don't know, Pipeline headquarters, they're like, oh, it exploded. Bond and <gasps> Dr. Jones are dead. But more importantly, Bond. Anyway. Oh, no. And then Electra immediately is like, well, that sucks. But Em, I have a gift for you. Uh, now is not the time or place for this, Electra. I mean, I'm still grieving my my greatest agent being dead in a pipe. That's nice. Here, here's the pin that uh, my father would have had if I hadn't changed into a trigger for a bomb. What? You were behind this the whole time? And then her security guy's like, pop, 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 dropping MI6 agents like nothing. And yeah. uh, M is taken prisoner. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> this isn't going to happen any other time in the franchise. Yep. M really leaves the office. <laughs> yeah, if she just stay in the office, she'd be just fine. Right? I, Who's I, breaking into MI6? Well, well, Maybe I guess, Luther? I guess not in Skyfall, because, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Is that the one where a blonde Mexican's trying to kill an old lady? Uh, yep, that's the one. <laughs> a decent summation of the film, if I ever heard one. <laughs> so ladies we then cut to what once was constantinople yes istanbul and uh renard and electric king are there and uh yeah they're they're a thing uh, i guess m is in like a, a prison but it's really more of like I, I don't know where you store extra inventory at a uh, it's like a weird attic yeah it's like like an antique shop it's like the back of an antique shop or something yeah, it's definitely where they store their ancient treasures. Yes. Are you calling Dame Judy ancient? <laughs> she's kind of old, yeah. I mean, she's absolutely a treasure. Absolutely a treasure. That's true. I mean, technically a classic. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll say a classic. Compared to Christmas Jones, she's an antique treasure. <laughs> Have you ever seen um, one version of it's called Tea with the Dames? It's uh, Judy, Judy Dench, Maggie Smith two other actresses who i recognize but whose names i don't remember Vanessa redgrave just, or something yeah <laughs> yeah maybe just just sitting around and talking about their careers and it, it's like sitting down with this group of of old friends like you're you're actually there with them you know listening to their stories over tea and it's darling and a great way to spend a sunday afternoon i highly recommend it Ooh, Ooh, let's I check have, that out yeah Ooh, i wonder if it's like helen mirren and uh julie andrews no, I uh, not probably, quite probably not. no um <laughs> the mom from shawn of the dead and um oh. mrs wilson from the dennis the menace movie oh okay those All are right. just the first things i recognized each one of them from it was just called the dames well, i'm trying to get this correct i want to bring value to your listener <laughs> yeah. all right guys gather around we're gonna watch the dames yeah <laughs> Uh, Nothing uh, like a dame. Okay, one, it, and it's on Hulu. Hey! Oh, hey, we got Hulu. All right. Nothing like a dame. So it is, uh, oh, make that picture tinier. Joan Plowright, Maggie Smith, Judy Dench, and Eileen Atkins. The, the oh. picture's too too tiny. Okay, sorry. Divergent over. Well, um, yeah, so, so Am's locked away. And 
okay the, the the scene here where Electra's like uh, or I guess Renard no it's Electra yeah it was right. Electra's like talking smack and she like leaves a clock and is like by noon tomorrow it'll be too late and like Ooh. leaves a clock within you know almost reaching distance of M it's like okay good luck with that Moxie. and I'm definitely not gonna stick around to make sure that you're dead no no time for that oh uh, Moxie your scenes here take us away Oh, I think this should be everyone's scene. I don't remember how we get into this scene. I just remember what happens once we're there, uh, which is Electra and uh, Renard. And they're talking about, for one thing, his inability to feel, which, when you stop and think about it, takes all the fun out of sex if you don't have, you know, any nerve impulses. So he puts puts his uh, fist through a really ornate piece of furniture or something. Yeah, like an end table or something. And and but he doesn't feel it and she gets like an ice cube to put on it. She's like, You don't feel this? I don't know why I chose that voice, but you know, and then <laughs> rubs the ice cube on her body and I'm like, this is all ten times better film than it was a second ago. <laughs> this is getting really good. But yeah, I would be pretty frustrated if all of a sudden sex went away. Yeah. I'd probably put my fist through some ornate furniture too. Would you? Uh, would you be trying to blow up pipelines and uh, you know create anarchy across the all of capitalism? Kind of depends on what my sex life was like in the year leading up to losing all physical sensation. Well, I mean, Sophie Marceau. <laughs> true, true. If I'm, if I'm. Oh, I'm sorry, Robert, in Robert a bed Carlyle. with Robert Sophie Carlyle. Marceau. Well, no, either way. I mean, yeah. if I'm in yeah. the bed, you know, and like you guys were talking about. about uh, mummy earlier i'm like yep yeah, that's basically my 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 sexual preference is the cast of the mummy right <laughs> yeah so if i'm laying there next to sophie marceau and can't f- have, have no nerve impulses i'm gonna be a little miffed this yeah. is when you want to blow things up with a nuclear bomb yeah. yeah and now everybody has to suffer for it <laughs> you did this to me yeah <laughs> All right, so then we cut to the Caspian Sea. Ooh. Uh, Bond wants to see uh, Zukovsky again. And everybody's like, oh, Bond, you're alive. This is great. Or sort of, I guess. Maybe not. But I don't know. But uh, he starts interrogating Zukovsky like, I know Electra paid you that million dollars. What'd she pay you for? It's like, well, you know, I kind of help her out from time to time. Wait, do you hear buzzing? <laughs> oh, no. Saw Chopper <laughs> makes its inevitable return. <laughs> Yeah. So Not... good. Swinging through the trees with the greatest of ease. Yeah. Uh, then we get a nice little scene where they're running away from from the saw chopper. And then the, there's like, he has his remote control BMW and he like controls it and like fires missiles and blows up one. Oh, shoot. There's another. Cutting up the docks and stuff as he's running away. And he even chops his BMW in half. No, it's still a rental. And the. And this port just gets destroyed. Destroyed. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, what what happens? Oh, yeah, he, like, uh, grabs a crowbar and, like, slides down a power line or something with it. And he shoots, like, 30 dudes. And then, uh, eventually, he, like, uh, I guess hits the other chopper and, oh, boosh, 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 boosh. And saw blades are flying all around. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Valentine, he's like trying to run away and he ends up falling into a little caviar tank. <laughs> and Bond, uh, now the Mythbusters tested swimming in syrup and found that 
it kind of evened out the difficulty of pushing the medium versus the amount of support it provided. Wonder how caviar would actually do. Right? Come on, Mythbusters. Well, and you know, he's a larger gentleman, so I feel like he'd have more buoyancy. Yes, he would probably be particularly buoyant. I'll have to eat my way out of here. Each mouthful is $5,000 worth of product. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> so yeah, basically Bond uh, eventually comes to, you know, assist. But really, he's like, look, if you want me to save you, you're going to have to spill the beans and spill them hard. And he's like, oh, yes, I will. I, absolutely. And then the building falls around them. I'm like, oh, so they're dead, right? Nope, they're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but then we find out, okay, so there was only half the plutonium and that uh, bomb that exploded in the pipeline. What do they use the other half for? You can't make a bond with it. Or a bomb with it. Sorry. A bond so with it. Yeah, they don't have so the much. nuclear device. Nuclear. Yeah. Nuclear. <laughs> but they can use it for a nuclear sub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moxie's gonna start crying. Here. You never, you <laughs> never get, you never hear about the nuclear dawn, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, so what happens? Oh yeah, so they figure out. Oh yeah, they're gonna use it for a sub, and then she's gonna use the sub to take out all the uh, the other Russian pipelines, take out the competition. Oh no. Oh yeah, there's like a si- uh, thing where uh, M. Uh, okay, while M's captured, she tries like to get the clock off of the stool that it's on or whatever, so I guess she can use it to, I, I don't know, take care of the lock and get out of wherever she is. And we see a scene where she, like, knocks over the stool and the clock's, like, on the ground, and she's like, oh, no, there's no way I can get it now. It's like, no, you still have, like, the broomstick you were using. You can just use that and pull it over, and that's that. But, nope, apparently Yeah, it's not, not a MacGyver-caliber escape. Yeah. Yeah, so then, uh, then, uh... Later, Electra and her bodyguard come in, and uh, they're like, "Well, time's almost out, Tim. You'll almost certainly be perished." And uh, you know, whatever. And Em's like, "Do you know what time it is?" And they see the clocks on the ground or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, yes, it's time for you to die." <gasps> <laughs> what a one-liner! Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, they leave the room, and Em's like immediately like grabs the clock and starts like, I, I don't know, just using it to get out of whatever situation she's in um macgyvering the shit out of that oh yeah so so renard shows up uh, and there's like this russian crew uh with the nuclear sub and he's like well here's your sub and renard's like oh great here enjoy some caviar and champagne and you celebrate on us and they're like all right uh smash cut to them being dead from i assume poisoning or something and uh rancid caviar because it was stored in a giant open air vat with a fat Englishman in it. <gasps> oh, he isn't he Russian in this? <laughs> yeah, but it's Hagrid, so yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, he's always Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. Oh, Hagrid just soaking in fish eggs. <laughs> yeah. So then, as uh, God intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Renard and Electra, they they have their little goodbye where it's like. Well, I'll probably never see you again since you're going to blow up all those Russian pipelines and I'm just going to be here running my oil empire. And he's like, yeah, probably not. Give a little kiss. Boom, and off they go. Uh, Electra goes to see Bond and uh, Dr. Jones. And uh, 
Because, <laughs> yeah, they're captured, too. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, they were already, like, surrounded and captured when uh, they were, like, going to the sub and they were, like, expecting them or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, that's right. So I'm like, wait, where are they captured now? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, so, so Electra shows up and talking to Bond, like, I could have given you the world. <gasps> the world is not enough. I'm sorry. The world is not enough. <laughs> Wait, is he in the chair? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he is in the neck break, neck break chair, I think, at that point. Yeah. Also, making that, making that, that really, that bulldoggy pain face of his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you guys are visualizing it through ASMR. And, uh... <laughs> it's a complete sensory experience here on everything i learned from movies <laughs> what would make pierce brosnan sound like that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah so we get the title roll credits no um <laughs> and then uh basically we also get the uh the, the reveal from Electra. we're like no you think renaud turned me I turned him. I saw the opportunity to take back my family's birthright with this oil pipeline because my mother's the one that discovered it. And then when my father wouldn't even pay my measly ransom, oh, that's so angry. But I knew I could use my body to turn Renard and make him work for me. And I did it on you, too. You helped me, Bond. You killed this person and this person and these other people. It's my oil, mine. I want it now. She goes like full Veruca Salt or whatever towards yeah. the end. And, yeah, uh, but that's got to be some pretty good pussy, you guys. Right? I mean, like her plan has like, worked just... every step of the way. Mm. <laughs> I mean, would you say no? Uh, well, I'd like to try it first before I make any commitments. <laughs> and then a second time, just to verify the findings from the first attempt. <laughs> I mean, it, it worked pretty well for her in uh, Braveheart, too. She became the Queen oh, of England yeah. and uh, or William Wallace's child. Oh, wait, spoilers for a 25-year-old movie? Uh... Oh, no! Spoilers for a 25-year-old movie with such a tenuous link to its actual story oh. that you're really <laughs> so, not bothered. So tenuous. <laughs> so tenuous. What are you talking about? It's fully historically accurate. I mean, obviously, William Wallace was really eight feet tall and shot lightning bolts out of his arse. But... Yeah. Don't get me started about the Battle of Sterling. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, basically, um, Bond begs for one last screw because the the thing and gonna snap his neck okay whatever uh oh his imminent death is no reason not to make a pun that's right if i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out on a dad joke yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh oh there's gunfire right outside the window ah it's zukowski to the rescue yeah and uh zukowski comes in like all right <laughs> we're gonna put a stop to this and Bond oh, like, can't here. talk because he's like, Shakovsky ah, uh, is here to get uh, the submarine because he's very good friends with the captain, aka oh, it's his nephew. That's right. That's right. And then uh, he sees the the, the captain's the hat. Captain's hat. Yeah, that's right. And Electro's like, oh yeah, here's your hat. <laughs> Shoots through the hat into Sakovsky. Oh, oh no! <sighs> and then she's like mean mugging like to everybody. <laughs> but Sakovsky. He still has his cane gun. That's right. Oh. His cane is a weapon. He cocks it back, aims at Electra, and then turns a bond and oh. fires. Pew. Oh no! Oh, did he even hit Bond? He hit one of the, the like, arm like an arm restraint. Pew. Oh no! Bond is free. <laughs> well, not quite yet. Thank God not for quite, that. Not quite yet, because uh, 
uh, Electra says, like, you even missed him. And Zukovsky dies. (laughs) (laughs) Not enough of that in Bond movies. Um, Not enough of that in any movies. Yeah, really, any movies. Oh, man. (laughs) Just imagine, like, saving Private Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Storming the beach at Normandy. Every time somebody dies, there was a... I'd prefer the the children cheering sound effect from Halo. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> or just the big deep voice going, boom, headshot. Headshot, headshot. Which headshot. should also be added to uh, all Bukaki videos. Oh, no! <laughs> Get on it, internet. So <laughs> Flawless victory. So Zukovsky's dead and Elektra is like, all right, cool, well... Time for you to die, Bond. And she like gets close, but Bond has his arm free, ah! and they struggle <gasps> on the chair. It's just good. No. Bond goes off. Auto erotic asphyxiation is setting in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he basically gets out of it. He starts chasing Electra up to the top of the highest tower, as is tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, along the way, he like hears Anne like screaming his name. It's like, Bond! okay, you're free now. Pew, Bond! run. I'm in the basement. Get back down here. <laughs> Bond like runs up to her like with a cell phone or whatever. Like, here, call Renard. Tell him to stop. Electra takes the call, calls Renard. Like, Renard? Yes. Kill everyone. Kill everyone. And then Bond pops her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Headshot. Headshot. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> See how much better would that scene have been with the big booming voice? Right? <laughs> How much better would this scene have been if Christmas Jones was the bad guy? Are, are you trying to piss me off? <laughs> Maybe she was the whole time. Oh no, it was her really her plan to take over. She's tired of being a nuclear engineer. I, I mean, a, she was hired by Electra. She's hired, tired of being a nuclear engineer Ugh. and wants to become an oil baroness. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Alright, Electra's dead. And then uh, Bond still has one last person to kill. Was that a sad trumpet or a squeaky fart? That was a squeaky fart. That was, yes. that was a death fart. On, yeah. on a, so, we like our show to be based in our, in reality. Every time a character dies, Steve lets out a death fart for them. Oh. So it's kind of like a sad trumpet. True. All right, so Bond even ha- the visiting cats aren't even bothered by that noise anymore. You've made it so much. <laughs> You're so mundane to them now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so Bond's got to get to the sub, but oh man, that sub could be anywhere or directly underneath him. So he jumps off of the balcony and dives Woo-hoo! right next to the sub and sw- gets aboard. And luckily they, they're they like diving but haven't closed the hatch at the top yet. So he gets there just in time. Yeah, and nobody yeah. notices, I guess, a guy crawling in. Well, the one guy was like the last guy who was closing it notices, but he that's gets true. he gets drop kicked, and I think like two other guys do. Oh, that's right, and he has Christmas Jones with him because he needs someone who can disarm a nuclear weapon. Yep, yep. And so yeah, Bond uh, ends up saving Jones because she's like in like I don't know the captain's quarters or something oh, like yeah, that. Okay. But the uh, the reactor has been started, <gasps> and Renard's in there, and I, I'm not sure exactly what he's doing. Like he, there's like this long. It looks like a giant. I don't know, like a pin or something. We know nothing about like... nuclear subs, but yeah, I'm assuming that's one of the <laughs> nuclear rods. Uh, no, the rods. Are, no, it'd be glowing and stuff. If it was a rod. It, it looked. 
it looked like a like a shell casing or something like to a bullet or something. I don't think we were supposed to understand it. I don't think we were supposed okay. to ask a lot of questions. Like we know, like rods are a thing when there's yeah. like nuclear stuff. So yeah, when they open yeah. up the reactor, Wait. you see like the glowing rods and stuff. But it's like, oh, you know, he can't feel oh, anything. Yeah. So he's you know the ra- the radiation totally isn't going to make his skin melt or anything. But, but yeah, and he's like shoving this thing like in the middle, like I'm expecting like when it closes or whatever, one of the rods is going to like hit the pin and it's going to explode like a bullet or something and blow up I the guess, reactor. Wait, but... So you guys are telling me this movie isn't how to blow up a nuclear sub? Like it's not, it's not step, a step by step, step instructions? No. Not no. like when I was a kid, our local news channel got in trouble for giving out the step by step way to make meth out of uh, cough syrup? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not that. <laughs> How slow a news day was it that they had time to run that much on one story? Well, they had... Was it a small town? Uh, It's not like it was a cooking show. It was more like, okay, first you do this, and then you got to wait 20 minutes, and then you do this. That was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was Sacramento, California, so you know, the capital. And uh, yeah, it was just like, it was one of those, like, they did, they had a major meth house bust, and it was one of those, like, yeah, it turns out all you need to cook meth is this, <laughs> that, the other. And then you, like, yeah, you cook it for, like, 20 minutes, you cool it down, you mix it with that, and you have methamphetamines. And then, like, it's like, we're gonna cut to the weather! We'd like to retract our last statement. <laughs> I should say so. Even on forensic files, like every time they mention a bomb, they come right out and say, we're not going to tell you what kind or what it was made of or how he did it. Yeah. They're just yeah. like flat. Like, we're not telling you. We're not telling you shit. Because you're just going to run out and try to do it. It turns out lady like, for like I was, a cough syrup, confectioner, sugar, and a crock pot. Yeah, that was like pretty much it. It was like, yeah. And I think there's like some like coolant in there. <laughs> like antifreeze. Like antifreeze. <laughs> What's a little ethylene glycol between friends? I mean, you've got two kidneys. You don't need both of them. <laughs> do not do this at home. Oh, yeah. Bond uh, takes over the control room rather easily, I thought. Um, but there's, you know, still lots of gunfire. Uh, Bond activates the hero shield by grabbing a Russian dude and using him to take all of the gunfire. Yeah, hero shield! Um and then, like, yeah, something gets shot, and so the sub starts sinking and flooding, and the reactor's opened, and uh, James Bond and Jones are like, well, how are we going to get over there? He's locked it off. Like, wait, maybe if you launch me out of the torpedo tube, I can crawl in another one, and it'll be on the other side of this door. It's worth a shot, I guess. It's, I guess he's not really fired, but it's, like, opened up for him, and he swims over, and it's kind of goofy, but... But it works. And he gets over there and he starts fighting Renard. Uh, you'll never beat me, James. And there's like the whole scene where they're like, they're like hanging off of uh, the plutonium rods. Or I don't know if it's like guidance rods for the reactor. I don't know. There's a lot of them, though. And they're like drop kicking each other while hanging off of them. And uh, oh, yeah, you hear Christmas Jones screaming, James, James, James. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then uh yeah james is like winning the fight or something and then or no renard's like like has him pinned and uh uh james basically says yeah well electra's dead so i this is all for nothing and he's like wait what Uh, liar and then whoops and i I have written down a couple times what is this pin thing for (laughs) i don't know so then what happens is he gets the uh, renard wins he gets the pin in uh james does something and it like 
fires it back at him and he, hits him he, in the chest. He and... reconnects like a hydraulic line yeah. or an air compressor. Yeah, an air compressor line or something. And it just fires it back because, all right, <gasps> my chest. And that kills Renard. Do it, do it big spear style. Wait, did it go through him? I thought it just like hit him and like bounced yeah, off. Yeah, no, no, no. It. I mean, doesn't it pin it, him? Or am I mashing that up with something else? Uh, so so it goes into his chest because he falls over and it's like sticking up out of his chest. Oh, yeah. But it's like the okay. butt end okay. and we don't really know how big this thing is anyway because the angle's been weird. Because, oh, you know, okay. it's only like a four by four space. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to like tell. All right. Well, he's dead then. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. He's dead. And then, uh, then, yeah, Bond says, uh, hey, Dr. Jones, I'll meet you back at the torpedo bay. Okay, cool. And they uh, both get launched out of the torpedo tube. Um, bloop. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And then the sub explodes because the reactor. Yeah. And it's a little bloop. Oh, Just a big the, underwater bubble explosion. You know. the, they do have the uh, the comment, uh, don't worry, we've deactivated the nuclear bomb. So even if this thing blows, it's not going to go nuclear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great exposition and uh so yeah bond and jones they kind of float to the top where there's a tourist boat just right there waiting for him and i'm like where's the the bubble from the exploding sub yeah don't worry about it it's not coming yeah nobody's yeah. bothered at all yeah and uh so then we cut to, to turkey yay and hey! there's fireworks going and bond and uh dr jones are you know just in a hotel room like on a balcony or something kissing and uh <laughs> and then we cut back to mi6 and they're like where's bond i need him for another mission or something and but uh, he hasn't come back with dr jones yet the university is getting very he's worried. attempting re-entry oh, <laughs> no. oh wait no that's a different moonraker yeah uh uh, yeah, oh, sorry, John Cleese, or Q is there, or R, whatever he goes by. He's like, oh, well, we have a satellite coming in range now. We can use infrared. Bodies will appear orange. Ooh, it's getting redder. Uh... Oh, oh, James, behave oh. yourself. Yeah, it, it shows. I am incredibly yeah. surprised that you do the thing that you always do. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> All right, Moxie, do, do you want to do the last joke? Not under threat of my life. <laughs> Get that drop! <laughs> How about you, babe? Oh, I thought Christmas only comes once a year. Roll credits! <laughs> oh my god. And then it immediately says, James Bond will return, and I'm like, no, no, no. You put James Bond will come again. <laughs> be the first time he's made a woman come twice hey. uh, ladies that's the world is not enough moxie would you recommend this movie yes i absolutely would excellent no, so refer to the but, other clip yeah. <laughs> i like the parts of it i like what can i say you know it follows the bond formula which is what we want when we sit down to a bond movie this is Brosnan in, you know, a little bit of a, a darker feeling Bond than his other uh, forays, his other outings. Sophie Marceau is gorgeous. Robert Carlyle is amazing, even though he's given very little to do or very little to work with. And yeah, I mean, it's got its flaws. <coughs> Richardson. Um, but apart from that, it's a good Bond movie. 
And, you know, again, top one of the top five best mom songs, which has been in my head since you sent me a Twitter DM. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, and, and if you can, eat it with a nice, warm, crispy cream donut. Oh, man. If you haven't had one with the hot light on, you really don't know what you're joking about. There you go. Uh, babe, would you recommend this movie? We live 40 miles from the nearest donut, or 40 minutes from the nearest donut place. Yeah. You, like, fucking why, move. Why would you do this? <laughs> they got them at the Maverick now. That's do like they, though? Away. Well, you know, if you get them like early every, in like, the morning, they deliver. And, but, like, yeah. three times a week, maybe? And that's if, like, your family members haven't eaten them all? Look, the owners of the donut place live, like, five houses away. We can... We need to set up a delivery service. service, Uh, Anyway, yes, I would recommend this. This is fun. Yeah, this feels like a Bond movie. Yeah, which uh, you guys will hear me scream all over Quantum of Solace. Daniel Craig is doesn't feel like Bond to me. This that's that's a board. Those are Bond movies, which is a whole different franchise, and they're fine. But I want some goddamn Bond. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I recommend it. The, The the this is right behind Goldeneye for me for like my favorite Brosnan one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. <gasps> but when we come back, mm-hmm. we have more beer. Ooh. We may even have a few fun facts left. <gasps> and then what we learned from the world is not enough. Oh, now the cats are leaving. All right. <laughs> That's all I have to do is uh, sing some Bond songs and they leave. (laughs) Go to Shirley Bassey. (laughs) I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick. Wait, I know what I'll clear a cat from a room. Like Thunderbolt! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. Join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free, so you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times, and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, See you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. I'm Derek, one of the hosts of Return to Oswald. Return to Oswald is a podcast about the iconic HBO show Oz. And we started it quite simply because my friend Brandon has never seen a single episode and we loved living through his horror. Scar, Brandon, and myself get together every Tuesday and discuss this show episode by episode, season by season. We have great conversations and nothing gets held back. We respect each other too much to lie. 
And we talk about how absurd this show really is when you look back at it. Like, how long is the time frame in Oz? People are getting executed within like three days of getting there. And why do they show people if they're just going to kill them within eight minutes? That did happen. And why hire so many rappers to play bit roles? Is there a quota? Why is there a direct pipeline between this show, The Corner, and The Wire? Oh, and The Sopranos. We didn't forget about y'all. Also, how does Adebisi's hat stay on? Why didn't anybody ever notice he had a CD player in his drawers? And why won't they put cameras up in that gym? These are all questions we talk about and more. So check us out. Go to linktree backslash HBORTO to find our latest episode. You can also just type us into your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for checking us out. That's me. Fucking role model. When the world is in danger. Sea levels have been rising steadily, leading to economic collapse. When the threat is beyond belief. Zorn is back from the dead. We never did find his body in San Francisco Bay all those years ago. I told you these microchips will be huge. Now I have to flood the world. Flood the microchip market? No, the world! Like that water movie with the fish man. There's only one man who can save us. Bond. James Bond. I've developed a lot of gadgets over the years, 007, but a time machine simply isn't one of them. You're not the man you once were, Bond. Time knows no mercy. Didn't you die a few movies ago? Obviously, that's completely irrelevant. But when that one man reaches a certain age, he could probably use some help. Don't worry. I've arranged a meeting with an old friend of mine. Wait, you're not Anya Amasova? No, but I am Agent Triple X. Now, two cultural icons must work together to bring down evil. Mr. Bond, Mr. Cage, you see, it's already too late. Project Final Strike is already underway. Yeah, well I live for this sh- Language. Do you want a PG-13 rating or not? There you go with your old man MPAA regulations. Old man, gentlemen, you're literally eight months older than I am. Look it up. I'm over here divulging my evil plan. But will they be able to even get along? Yeah? Well, you know about extreme sports. Well, since you asked, I'm an Olympic-level skier and marksman. Uh, I've raced uh, speedboats, jet skis, snowmobiles, sports cars with missiles on them, all while people were shooting at me. Uh, let's see, I have motorbiked through bazaars, taught Jason Bourne how to parkour, windsurfed a tsunami, uh, basically invented your precious snowboarding while listening to Beach Boys, and I still hold the record for the highest bungee jump in human history. Uh, so kindly show me some goddamn respect. Oh yeah? Well, I get a lot of ladies, too. <laughs> Child, please. I secured more confirmed strange and a view to a kill than you have your entire franchise. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have this bomb to design. I just don't think I should be alone tonight. I'll watch her. You will. No, I'm watching her. Well, who do you think? But I'm more qualified. Hook a monkey dishwasher. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Give it! Hello, James. Mayday. I thought you... Died in an explosion? No, I'm a genetically altered superhuman, like Wolverine or Captain America. All those secret agents? Are you kidding me? 
I'm Groot. See? He gets it. James Bond and Xander Cage to return in No Hope for Sequel. Coming this fall on your favorite podcatcher. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. Yeah. I'm I spending got... money right now. Hey! <laughs> uh, I got a special beer for this one. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> From Sierra Nevada Brewing, <gasps> we have what? their 2021 edition of Bigfoot Barley Wine. Yeah! Uh, oh my god, guys, I've loved every other iteration of Bigfoot. Uh, this is 9.6% alcohol by volume. <clears throat> Extreme in the 80s and a force of flavor today, Bigfoot is a timeless beast of a beer. <gasps> yeah, forever tracked for its enormous malt body and sheer hop intensity. Drink it fresh or cellar each year's expedition to unleash a world of new flavors over time. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, my top. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, his top. Nice. Guys, I love barley wine. I'm so excited right now. I didn't know this was coming. Steve picked these beers without telling me. <laughs> Surprise! And the poor. Ooh. Ooh, that is a beautiful, very dark brown beverage. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, sorry. oh. Mmm. Sorry, I had to suck a little head there. Um, <laughs> we have a nice uh, khaki-colored head with lots of medium-sized bubbles. Medium-sized bubbles also make me happy. Uh, dissipating quickly, I'm going to guess due to the alcohol content. Mm-hmm. Mm, this smells hoppy and malty and rich. Steve's got oh, in for wow. the sip. Yeah, this is super full-bodied. Like It has a malty backbone, but very strong with the hops. Like it's kind Very hop-forward. Oh, wow. Yeah, really strong with the yeah. hops. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but, and they do that with the Bigfoots because uh, people like to age them. Like, there yeah, are people who have yeah. collections going back to, like, the 80s when they first did the first ones. Wow. And as you age beer, the hop profile uh, goes goes away. And um, so, yeah, so they go, they're fairly aggressively hopped so that you can keep aging it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if you... I have just learned a bunch of stuff from this description. Yeah. Hey, that's what we're here for. <laughs> if you can catch going up to Sierra Nevada out in Chico, California at the right times of year. They even do um, tastings by year, so you can compare the various years of Bigfoot. Wow, they'd have to put up a lot in advance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they... They got some big sellers there. Yeah. <laughs> ah, but uh, would either of you ladies be interested in fun facts at all? Are they super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. I mean, they're no Your Brain on Facts podcast hosted by Moxie LaBouche, but... Uh, oh! I, yeah. Well, some of them are, a little bit. <laughs> it's true. <No. laughs> oh. All right, ladies. What do you think the critics thought, Rotten Tomatoes-wise, about mm. The World is Not Enough? Whatever number would be used to symbolize... <laughs> so however, like, however, that's expressed numerically, a sort of of upwards lilting meh. So, so, so fifty. Oh, so I think she's going for like a fifty-two. Like it's almost fresh. 
right? It is 52% with the critics. <gasps> oh, Woo! shit. I pulled that out of my butt for what? you, Moxie. I pulled that out of my butt for you. <laughs> I think I also did the greatest interpretive acting of my entire life. <laughs> I'm glad you all were here to see it. But, uh, but nobody really cares about the critics. What nah, about screw that those critics. audience? Critics don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, the audience, I'm going to say 65 Moxie? Yeah, I'm hoping it's a little higher, more in like a, I was thinking 63, because if you're watching Bond movies, it's because you like Bond movies, and this is a straight up Bond movie. It is 49% with the audience. Right? Half of you are wrong. <laughs> Half of you are very wrong. <laughs> $135 million budget, worldwide gross, $361.8 million. Not too bad. Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh, <clears throat> Denise Richards was attracted to the role of Dr. Christmas Jones as she found the part to be, quote, brainy, athletic, and had depth of character. A change in direction from previous Bond girls. <laughs> yeah, I'm of... sure to you she seemed like that, yes. Yeah, right? Yes, uh, yes. Bond in the la- that last scene found out just how deep her character was. <laughs> hey, hey. Phrasing. Yeah. Uh, but as Moxie mentioned, audiences did not agree as uh, she's considered to be the worst Bond girl ever and uh, the first Bond movie to win a Razzie for worst supporting actress, uh, Denise Richards. <laughs> uh, Moxie, do you have any fun facts? Oh, do I? Let's see which ones I, I forgot to include. Uh, well, the one I thought was most, most kind of cool to me, uh, that Robert Carlyle was in train spotting with Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller's grandfather is Bernard Lee, the original M. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, see, he was in like the first, uh, like I know him and uh, Desmond Llewellyn were like in the most Bond movies. Like he was in like 12 or 13 or something like that. Yeah, I think Llewellyn was actually in like 16 or 17. Yeah, yeah Llewellyn yeah, was yeah, like yeah, yeah, Bernard most. Lee, I think, was in a, I think it was up until Dalton. Pretty much, or like um, the end of Roger Moore, and the original Money Penny was in like a whole bunch of like, oh, all, yeah. like yeah. I think she's only in like two shy of Llewellyn. Nice. Plus, connect connecting all of our uh, forays together, Johnny Lee Miller, of course, in Hackers, Hack the Planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have the thirty that thirty five boats were used to create the chase down the Thames. In that, uh, yes. that opening opening number. Oh, so good. It's the best parts of Amsterdam and the best parts of uh, <laughs> the Venetian um, the Venetian chase. Which oh, in uh, Moonraker? In Moonraker. Yeah. With the pigeon double take. <laughs> By the way, if you guys want to watch a weird little horror movie, definitely watch uh, New Amsterdam. Yeah, it's like is, a- that from, is that from Troma? Because that's a very no, Troma it, it, kind of title. It's, it's actually a Dutch movie. Yeah, uh, made in like '85 or something like that. It's Ooh. like a little horror movie about a serial killer that uh, I guess kind of uses the, uh, the the canals there in Amsterdam to get around, and it, yeah. it, it, it's interesting. Yeah, well, and the, like so, like the first half of it is like a monster movie, you think, and then it becomes a serial killer movie. Yeah, yeah. It takes turns. <laughs> Amsterdam, 1988. Yeah. Sure, I'm all in. Whatever. Uh, any other fun facts there, Moxie? Oh, I think we I think we about got everything. Though I also have that the uh, the area in France where the ski chase sequence was filmed experienced an avalanche, and the crew this is just before they began filming, and the crew actually helped in the rescue operation. 
Whether or not the crew caused the avalanche is not listed. (laughs) Oh my. It's like, can't blame us, we saved you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the last fact I have is that uh, all of the pipes representing Electra's pipeline were made of cardboard. Only the finest cardboard. Spend no expense. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But ladies, what did we learn from The World Is Not Enough? Uh, Moxie, as our guest, would you like to go first? Well, I learned that the more Dame Judy, the better. Uh, Sophie Marceau is incredibly sexy, and if I never see Denise Richards again as long as I live, it'll be too soon. (laughs) Until you watch Tammy and the T-Rex. Keep thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, babe? Oh, um, I mean, I learned apparently Christmas comes twice a year, and that's it. (laughs) Okie (laughs) dokie. Um, I learned uh, a, a very good thing to do in business is to take out the competition by any means necessary. Uh, it was nuclear sub. Um, and always have a backup parachute, even when you're on a snowmobile. Yeah. Oh, and uh, don't drown in caviar. Oh, yeah. Well, I, actually, I guess I guess the two lessons we learned here were never let them see you bleed and always have an exit strategy. Yeah. Always have a way out. I forget how he phrased it. Damn. Uh, escape plan, I think. Is escape plan. Yeah. Always have an escape plan. <laughs> well, Moxie, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned From Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast? Yes, I do. Your Brain on Facts, your weekly half hour of things you never knew you never knew. Also available in book form, which just celebrated its one-year birthday. Woo! Happy birthday! Yeah, it's a fabulous book, guys. Very, very Aww. seriously. It's better than this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Aw, oh, thanks. Check's in the mail. <laughs> and if I wanted to use that check to purchase the book and make sure you get a pretty good cut of it, uh, where would be the best place to do that? Well, I'd prefer you go to your local bookseller. Um, you can also you can do that easily through bookshop.org, which is an online marketplace that connects you with the brick-and-mortar places you know you should be shopping at. Nice. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Just about everywhere. I'm on Etsy, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but especially over on Etsy at untidyvenus.etsy.com where I sell my goods and wares. Woo! Yeah, and of course we're at EILF Movies. That's Everything I Learned From Movies. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, We also have Podcart Fest. We just wrapped it up on July 10th. Uh, You know, peek behind the curtain. Um, (laughs) What? It was amazing! That's right. Wait, are we in the future? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, this will be like mid-July. Yeah, it's already July, Moxie. Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) Honestly, it will be. I'm not okay with the fact that this year is already halfway over. Like, I wanted 2020 to hurry up and get gone. I was going to do shit in 2021, and I don't have the time. Right. too fast. The brakes aren't working. I'm trying to build a VO business here. Do you mind? (laughs) Yes, capitalism very much minds. (laughs) As a fellow small business owner. (laughs) Yeah, but well, if you need amazing. any voiceover services, I am giving away 10 free voiceovers. <gasps> How do we get those? You just email contact at moxielabouche.com. So things like phone menus, explainer videos, social media ads, you know, anything smaller than an audiobook. 
<laughs> oh man, no! <laughs> the memoirs of Steve, as narrated by Moxie Labouche. No, no, no my very def- first audiobook was someone's memoir, uh, centered mostly on the incestuous abuse she suffered. Ooh. My very first audiobook, oh. and it was a lot like Mark Twain, who who said that if all the things you have to do in a day include eating a live frog. Eat the frog first, and then everything else you have to do will seem easy. So I like to think I've eaten my frog, and yeah. everything everything is smooth sailing from here, including but not limited to the uh, vampire, in huge quotes, romance, audio drama thing I'm narrating for some app in India, and I'm 50 hours in, and I think it was written by an AI, and it's terrible, but it's where I'm getting my money, so... <laughs> As long as the check clears. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Now, as long see, as the I, payments keep dropping, I'll keep reading this terrible, terrible, terrible story. Now, see, I'm thinking we got to do the Kickstarter to get Moxie to read the uh, Nicolas Cage book of poetry oh. that is hinted at in uh, Between, Between Worlds. Between Worlds. Yeah. Memoirs by Nicolas Cage. This would have to be a pretty fucking successful Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> If I may, maybe I'll read them. <laughs> hey, hey, maybe we can win the. Uh, maybe we can win a free thing. Get like ten minutes of Moxie just to oh, like yeah. put the to put a bumper between Steve. Just, just the most embarrassing poem to read out loud. <laughs> Peach. Okay, we're done. Um, <laughs> no, there was a sex scene in in the vampire thing that they didn't warn me about, but I knew was coming, and yet somehow was still disappointed when it arrived. It wasn't even a penetrative incident, and it still lasted an hour. And that's not the time it took me to record it. That's when it was finished. Oh, an no. hour. Hey, that's, oh, that, no. that's that's what happens when you're just dry humping. Oh no! I mean, there was some frottage, yes. So, so is which this? Is, uh, is this like if Twilight was written by an AI? I mean, it's it's a different kind of bad than El James. Okay. It's a less deliberate kind of bad because there's one of three scenarios I think are likely for the way this is written it was written by a non-native speaker okay uh, it was written by an ai which is a thing you know these days or they just stole it from somewhere and passed it back and forth through google translate to mangle it enough so that copyright software doesn't pick up on it if if the text Ah. is posted somewhere because it's got strange phrases that are like technically correct english but not the way anyone would actually talk in the way that like google translate might do also, characters will just change names randomly, which to me <laughs> smacks of a find and replace all error. Yes, very much. But I get paid for each hour as I complete it, and right now I'm spending all my time networking, trying to get my business away from there. <laughs> so it's the financial backbone of my uh, my budget right now. That's moxielabouche.com. Please help her escape this hell. Please. Anything but that. <laughs> How much for ringtones, Moxie? Maybe we can get you in the ringtone market. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I'm down. Yeah, I mean, I do phone menus. Yeah. We appreciate your call. Not enough to actually answer it, but, you know, we kind of appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling this pet shop. We're unavailable right now. I used to put on that voice when I worked for the pet shop, and I had people convinced it was a uh, an automated message so often that people just started hanging up. Which made my job so much easier. <laughs> there you go. You, you excelled yourself. You did it so well. You didn't even have to answer the phone. 
Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. No, yes, you give the hours you're open. The hours gr- the grooming department is open uh, and offer to transfer them. And usually they just hang up by then because 99% of those calls are, when are you, know, are you still open? Nope. <laughs> I'm just here after hours for my own good. Um, and do you have hamsters after nine o'clock? And guys, no, don't don't buy a late night hamster. Do you have hamsters after nine o'clock? Do you stop having hamsters like at eight forty-five or something? It's like no. Nope, Where do the back hamsters the go? Well, they're nocturnal, so obviously they go to their night job. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they're still the doing that stop. damn dance. <laughs> They're forced to st- to stand in little rows doing the hamster dance for the one grandma who've just discovered it. I never stopped dancing. You all just stopped paying attention. Oh, that's tragic. <laughs> Bonus fact, the hamster dance song is the first song from the animated Robin Hood. Just sped up. Oh. It's the rooster's first song in the uh, the version of Robin Hood that made us all a little bit furries. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's a good-looking fox. You guys can fight me on that. No, <laughs> no, I'm on. I'm on your side. Yeah. Uh, well, on that note, Marion's uh, not a fetching fox, Steve. Eh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you might Seems... even say she's a foxy lady. <laughs> you shouldn't, but you might. <laughs> foxy. Well, on that note, I'm Steve, and I'm Missy, and I'm still Moxie, and this is. Everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Keep your sunny side up. (laughs) 